<laughs> All right, welcome everyone to episode 104, Tattoo Collecting 101, right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo. We beam out nearly every day, so be sure to check out the full schedule events we got going on on the YouTube page or on reinventingthetattoo.com. If you haven't joined us before, Reinventing the Tattoo is a community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those who are curious about the world of tattooing. We aim to educate and inspire each other to make better art and to make the world of tattooing a little bit better than how we found it. So be sure to share this with anyone that you might think is interested in tattooing or tattooing related content. And don't miss out all the amazing edu educational content we put out. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Real quick, just want to say thank you to our sponsors, because without them, this wouldn't be possible. So thank you to Raw Pigments, an ink company that's tapping into the source with their acrylic-free inks. World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive list of all the tattoo conventions going on in the world right now. DLIs Pro, known as Dermalize Worldwide is designed by wound care specialists specifically for healing tattoos so be sure to check it out as well as tattoo now technology for tattooers the leading edge in professional development management and digital tools for tattooers of all levels we also just want to say thanks real quick to the fireside tattoo network as well as the apprenticeships diaries and lastly if you want to be one of the sponsors or reach out with any form of criticism please be sure to message management at reinventingthetattoo.com or call 1-800-WE-DON'T-GIVE-A-FUCK. Amen. So it's how like, are you, Ben? Oh, well, you know, living the dream. The dream is living. Rolling, sure. making doobies and taking names, I guess. That's all you can ask for these days. I mean, sure. How's Kyle? Not too bad. Another day in the life, you know. How's how's the, uh, the work been? I know you've been... Uh, uh, the new person at the True Tubes warehouse. Are you liking it? It's been great being able to just learn how it all works, familiarize myself with products of tattooing, and learn just another side of the tattoo world. It's been great so far. Can't really complain. Good. Yeah. Good. We've Sorry, also got Fawn in the background driving. Fantastic. She's on a secret mission. Popping in and out today. Secret mission. I'm here. I'll bring you guys some awesome footage next week. Awesome. I'm perpetually behind schedule. If I wasn't behind schedule, I would be able to connect with you more solidly and do both. But me being me and not punctual. Uh, Fawn, I've been here a grand total of four minutes. Um, I'm, I'm going to so like, I, I get it. Like 10, give yourself some cred. Yeah, but I'm like hours behind schedule, not like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? I'm a slacker. That's well, that's that's fairly that's fair. Um, I I uh, I I gauge my fawn time as like an appointment with the fucking uh, cable guy. So I get a I get a a.m. or a p.m. window. Five p.m. And then what we do is we ask for an allotted time slot after that. See, so fawn's like p.m. I'm like cool. Do we do like six to ten? Well, like five five to eight. I Kind of like if I'm if I'm working on somebody and I'm like I've only got an hour left. Cut to three and a half hours later. <laughs> That's like, a fucking lie. Exist. It it wasn't in the plan, but it happened. It was just an extra five tattoo minutes. 
But I mean, there's 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 beauty in that freedom, though. And as as art goes, I would never want somebody to be like, yeah, hour left and there'd be three hours worth of work left and then them stop after an hour. So like you do you, boo boo. My thing is, is I never want to know ever, especially in the process of being tattooed. Yeah, I never want to fucking know if you just started. I know that. I've been here the whole time. I don't want updates. I want you to be like, okay, let's go check that out in the mirror. That's the only like verbiage I want as far as how long you're planning on working. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things too, where it's like, once you know how much time is left or you think I'm counting it down, you're just counting it down. You hit 15 minutes in one second. I'm like, fucking wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, that's like a double entendre because it's a tattoo and you got to wrap it up. Like you gotta you gotta package it together. Yeah, nice job. So so this isn't tattoo related, but yesterday I had one of my dentist appointments that I both love and hate, but mostly hate. <laughs> and uh, so they do this thing when they're putting the um, like Novocaine, when they're like putting that injection of the stuff in, you know, it's like the most painful part of the whole appointment. But when you feel that pinch, she counts down and she's like five, four, three two one and it and then she'll be like three two one so like it gives me a like how long is this gonna suck it really helps for those like short durations but i agree with you guys for like the tattoo pain sometimes it's better not to know just so you can it's just it's just like the piercer that they're like okay deep breath three two and on two they they poke you and i'm like we could have just not said anything he could have just pierced me and I would not be upset right now. Um, I, I was okay with being stabbed with a needle until you tricked me. And now I feel used and dirty somehow. I don't just I'm, like that needle. So, yeah. Or deep breath. And then the first time they pierce you, they did you on the exhale. And the second time they get you as you're breathing in, mm-hmm. exhale. When I'm in a crazy spot with my clients too, I kind of do that. I kind of like just feel how they're breathing. Um, like let's say we're in like an armpit area or like a sternum kind of area. Before I like introduce the needle into the skin, I kind of feel how they're breathing. And like when they take that breath in, I kind of that's when I introduce the pain into the skin because they can exhale and by that inhale they're starting to cope so i don't know it seems to really help to start the pain at the, the peak of that well, inhale. it also helps them not pass out because <laughs> without the availability to breathe out most people's uh pain is not it's yep. so like if if your natural reaction is the opposite of what it should be you might not have oxygen and that's so i know i take it straight to gloom and doom but that's kind of my job you're good at gloom and doom ben you're good at I, it. you know I've, I've had a lot of fucking practice at it <laughs> you know it's just one of those things that comes natural to me oh, um, me as gray as sunshine i know <laughs> I need a fucking t-shirt that says that because that's like the goddamn truth. Like, I promise I'm trying to be happy. 
How's your tattoo healing up, Ben? What's that? How's your tattoo healing up? Was that last week? Uh, it's doing pretty good. I've got a couple little teeny tiny small rough spots, um, less than the tip of my pinky. Nice. It's still um, a little that that I mean for where it is too, having to wear pants um and you know, underwear and stuff, it kind of makes it it's right on that like um line. Um and I I I, I went as long as I could, leaving it as open as possible. But I people you- expect me to wear underwear at work now. <laughs> Guys, it's just a little penis. It's just a little bit of penis in your day. I never heard anyone. It is okay. If you would just stop staring at my junk, that would probably solve the problem. Eyes up front. But, you know, here we are. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. My eyes are up here. My face. Sorry, Kyle. It's going to smell like a fart here in a second. I'm going to go ahead and say that's my bad. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I don't have a choice, do I? No, no. <laughs> it's a giant warehouse. It might breathe the other way. You never know. Well, um, well, we'll yeah, I don't. I don't know how chicks do it. If I knew that I was being oodled all day, like you would catch me in like a muumu constantly. I would intentionally be um, non-flattering on purpose because that's some bullshit. And I'm going to go ahead and throw an I'm sorry out there because my bad. <laughs> so, Kyle. So, Ben. What what painting are you doing? I see it over there, but you need to ex- explain it to me. Um, yes, it's an album cover. Um, trivium That's vague. Ben. Well, I was about to explain it. <laughs> I was just my joke it. doesn't work if you cut me off, Kyle. <laughs> My my explanation doesn't work if you cut me off, Ben. I know, but it makes the joke funnier. So. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'll roll with the joke next time. Yeah. It is the um, Trivium, the Crusade album cover based off of it. The general concept is about the same. Um, but other than that, I'm just kind of rolling with wherever it wants to go. Can you bring awesome. it up on show it off? I mean, I thought about doing that, but like, you know, Kyle and Thinking things through, it's not a strong point. Just the camera. So once once Kyle gets his life together, as we throw random things at him. Why is it present? Because that's what life is about. Fawn, what painting are you working on right now? Well, I just recently varnished several paintings. Um, right now I have the ribcage one that I've been working on for a while on uh, Ricardo's show on Tuesdays when I join in in the mornings. It's one of the ones I've been working mm, on. Mm-hmm. Like just weird. It's got like got this blue glow through the middle of it. Um, and then I pulled a painting out of my basement. I dusted off from my like stack of started but not finished work. And it's got like this limp thing that looks like a ray gun floating through this like real other dimension um so those are nice 
Darcy Jordan. Hey, we got a surprise guest sneaking in. Jay Doggy. Right. We'll make it work. Just get tight. I'm sure you can hang out forever. I got some volume on you, Bubby. Go ahead. Testing. testing. Talk about your testes. My testings. Oh, and my volumes are down. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to unmute your line before I turn it all the way up. You want to try now? I can hear me now. Oh, wait. No, I can. I cannot. I can now. Oh, we got a connection. Oh, there you. we are. There we go. Hey, everybody, welcome Jay Doggy, OG ass tattoo collecting motherfucker. Yeah, Hello. I'm What's here. Up? I miss you guys. Every time I get on, I tell you how much I miss you. But well, it's we true. miss you too. I mean, I mean, show aside, like life, I miss you. No, that's what I mean. Because like, <sighs> homies are rare, you know. And I've been realizing that a lot more now. Um. And I have been extremely poor about recognizing real personal connections and putting an effort to maintain those. Um, and I am on a on a mission to try to like put back out to people because like it's it's been weird. Man. I like that. I like that a lot. It's been on my mind a ton lately with. A lot of things in my life for sure i get very uh i get very in, into what i'm doing in life and i tend to i tend to just not communicate with people a lot and i feel like a lot of those things are coming are coming up with like god does so many friends that i've had where it's like god i'm exactly what you're saying it's becoming so much more important that oh, the work that i put in to my relationships right you know, not taking people for granted and not taking you know anything for granted and realizing that it takes work to maintain relationships, you know, not just your uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife, you know, and right. even your, even your brotherly friendships and all that. It, and it gets sisterly. to a point where you're like, fuck, I'm upset. I need someone to talk to. And then you're like, well, I don't want to bother this person. I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. I don't want to bother this person because I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks or fuck. I want to celebrate. I'm in a good mood and having a great day. Well, I don't know what their schedule's like. I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. They're probably not going to be free because I don't know what their schedule. Like just staying plugged in to people that give a fuck about you is, is I'm finding super fucking important um, to, to keep the support network up now. No, hundred percent. I've been making um, the calls recently to to some of my friends back home, nice. some of those people. Um, but it's like just trying to figure out like, is now a good time? Well, I won't know if I don't call. Right, right. It's always a good time. That's what I always. Sometimes I'll like want to reach out to people I haven't talked to in a long time. I'll even write a text and I'll be like, yeah, you're not right now. <laughs> and then like I'm, and then I catch myself. I'm like, why am I actually? Why am I doing that? It's because I realize like you feel the guilt or something yeah. from now. Like, like you reach feel out like so long and then you feel like you gotta explain yourself and yep. all that. Yep. And then you realize all that thought process is really selfish because you really didn't need to think about any of that. You started thinking about how you felt about it when it's really like you wanted to reach out to your friends. Should have pressed send. How do they feel? You thought enough about how you feel. How do they feel? Not not e not even that. It's it's more of I get into a place where I feel like I am an imposition on everybody, no matter what, even just answering that hello the text. I get to the point where because I get recluse and I get in my own head where I'm like, well, nobody, nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to hear from me. And, and now I'm bothering you by you answering the phone. I'm making it uh, uh, an imposition in your life to deal with me. And uh, that that gets tricky after a while because then you start thinking everybody hates you. And it's it's weird. And I've, I've been in that loop, man. And now I'm, I'm, I'm really just now starting to come out of it and really having this like, 
oh, I've the people that give a shit, I've really, really not paid attention to. Right. I imagine that you want to slowly stop talking to people when you get that reaction all the time that, you know, it's not right. I don't know. You want to just like not talk to people at the end of the day where it's like, I want to just go home. I don't want to sit and text or talk on the phone anymore and stuff. And I'm sure it comes to a point where it's like, shit, I need to talk to somebody that like wants to fucking talk to me. Right. (laughs) Um, I work in an office with a lot of not like-minded people. Um, So it's hard to, uh, I don't want to say maintain a relationship because I mean, I see him every day. I talk to him every day, but like the things I think are cool are not the same things that they think are cool. So like our celebrations are different. What I, what I'm excited about, they just kind of look at me and they're like, okay, I'm happy for you. I think like it's on two totally different planes of existence to where it's, it's hard to have that connection yeah Yeah. so like being being in the groove and being in the tribe of people that are also like that was fucking sweet i'm proud of you that's amazing um i need that yeah i need that i feel like his humans we we definitely need that we definitely need that even if it's a hey man nice shirt i like your new glasses they look fucking great thank you it's not a need it doesn't need to be a lot but having some sort of positive in your days, it makes a fucking difference. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. So that long sappy rant to say, I miss you and we need to fucking hang out. That being said a million times over, we let's make that shit happen <laughs> yeah, right away. For sure. Right away. No, it's, it's been, it's funny that you bring it up because it's been on my mind so much lately that it's like, you know, I feel like things get brought up at the right time. You know, if it's a good reminder for anyone else out there at the same time, you know, reach out to your homies. They might need a fucking hug. We all out here living a lot of life, but you know, just send it for the, for the people that are, are, right. are in it together and that have been in it with you together, you know, well, a, a don't lot, take it for granted. A lot of people don't have a tribe. And I know it's like, that is the coolest thing about being a collector because to wrap it around to being in the show we've got a built-in family like (laughs) i especially take for granted the luxury that i'm afforded a lot by being able to be involved in this group and being able to be involved in the hell city and the red tree fam and and to have that welcome it's the only real connections i get you know what i mean so like outside of my daughter i don't I don't, I don't family a lot. So like being able to have that, always have a place to go. Every time there's a get together, I'm invited. Every time that there's a celebration, I'm there. Every, every sad moment, every moment that somebody needs help, I'm involved in. And it makes you feel loved, welcomed, encompassed. And it's, it's hard to find that. And, and fuck, it's, it's tough to maintain. And I've noticed that I'm fucking it up. <laughs> I gotta start paying attention to the people that actually give a shit. Not fucking, not fucking reciprocating. But when we start feeling it, it's a good reminder of what's there and to start working at it. But always reminding ourselves, I do feel like that, like we're not hated, and even if it's been a while since we talked to our friends, that like they're still there. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're your friends. If you don't fucking do shit about it, they won't be there forever. Fucking silence is dissonance. You know, it's it's uh creates. A... If you don't speak, forget about you. What's the yeah. uh, what's the what's the Robin Hood line? Cold silence has a tendency to atrophy any sense of compassion, as what a wise man once said. Ooh. Um, what the chicken in Robin Hood Disney said was absence makes the heart grow fonder or forgetful. 
Bum, bum, bum. I'm going to have to end on that note because my client yeah. is upstairs and uh, oh, client, know, taking a food and smoke you. break and it's time to go. But got to love, love you guys. And a good reminder. I love all you guys. Let's hang out. Thank you, Fawn. I love you, Fawn. I love you, Jordan. She said, love you, Jordan. Yes. All right. I am going to crawl out of Kyle's ass and back over here. I love love you, but I am a wide human being. It's okay. It happens. And enjoy my um, sprawl space. Love you, brother. Later. He just left this giant fucking thing here too. Like I'm, <laughs> I guess I'll deal with it. Save it for the next slide. He's like, you're welcome. It's a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. It's gonna keep on giving, and I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it right here, because we're smoking too many things. Do you want this or no? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. I mean, well, to well. cycle back, then you were asking me about my painting. Well, I've got a camera angle for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool, Bobby. I've um, kind of had a point with it where it's like, I'm not really sure where to go next. So I'm kind of taking the time to step back for a moment and just do some sketching on the iPad. Nice. Let, us, it, let it chill for a sec. Yeah. Regain some inspiration. Yeah. So you see the part in the very bottom lower left corner, like mm-hmm. all the way down to the very, very tip of that. Right. I could probably do that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. Just that single, like, just black. That spot. bit of black. Just a bit of purple over. No, no, just the black part. You're, you're a little too far over. Okay. Um, no, that's but fine. yeah, I think I think I could manage. I was just zooming out a little, giving you some credit. No, man, don't stretch my skill. Okay. Sure. No, man. Super, Size super of the spoon, I get you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. No, super dope. Looks good. Yeah. I think it's worth um, mentioning that this is Kyle's first um like large oil painting like his first oil painting project of this size he's like several layers in on this and like the lightning and the hair is starting to balance out the sword like the reflections are starting to read really nice so this is like the first real attempt at a, a large a large thing of this nature so i just think that's extra important to point out this is incredibly it's like the first major oil painting and also the first like largest this is like the largest painting i've ever done the largest one i did before this was like eight by twelve oh nice so this is massively larger um the last paint by number i did was like eight by four and i still didn't get it done it's a lot of space yeah it is yeah Yeah. it's a lot of paint it is can you share the you're working off of kyle also um i can yeah i can pull it up here come on kyle You said it was Trivium? Yes. The Trivium's bad fucking ass. Can we start with that? Dude, they're like one of my top three favorite bands. Oh, musical yeah. inspiration. They fucking rock. Musical inspiration. You want to talk about something I haven't had in a long time? Some goddamn musical inspiration. You got to get inspired, man. I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been really wanting to play music lately. So any of the local homies that jam, hit me up. Because I suck, but like I I like to play. So here's the album cover that's based off of. Subject matter is pretty much the same, but you know I'm trying not to just bar for bar copy it and try to kind of wing it a bit. Wing it. Add my own touch. I like your touches. Yeah, thank you. Good work, Bobby. Yeah. Good work. 
Fawn's coming over. Next time she comes to my house, we're going to paint snails. You finally getting on your snails? And it's not finally, man. It's just hey, you got to practice. It's just slow. You gotta, I got to perfect it. Practice perfect. perfected. It's going to be good. I'm pretty excited about it. Are you committing to your single line little curly cue of a snail? Or are you gonna you gonna venture out a little bit? Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty solid on just keeping it super simple. Okay, okay. Probably be super traditional for a long time. That's fair. You gonna add color at all or no? I mean, you might get like a brown, a brown, maybe a yellow. Okay. Browns and yellows are good. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe start with a yellow, and then when I fuck that up, I'll cover it up in brown. You know, type of thing. That's fair. It's probably what I could also take the yellow and make it green. Why are you? Why are you? What are you doing there? I don't. I'm I don't, just, I'm I, don't giving, think, I don't think that's a thing, Carl. I'm, I'm just giving you an idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what they feel like? I think so. Oh, I don't have them very often. Maybe so. I'm just not used to it. You need to practice. Do you not have ideas? I am. I am very not an idea guy. I need. I need somebody else to have a problem before I have an idea. <laughs> Like you're the uh, you're the doer. But yeah, yeah. Like if you're like, hey, this this problem exists. I'm like, I got you. Here's a solution. But like, like to create is is difficult for me. Same with playing music. If somebody else is already playing, I can play along. Play, name a style. Name it. Like I don't give a shit what it is. Like fucking, I'll pick it up. But if you're like, hey, here's the guitar. I'm gonna play the same four songs. <laughs> I've played since I was seven. Yeah. And uh I do the same. You know, like I like I like to um pretend like I'm finding some chords and then end up just landing on photograph by nickelback. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. It's funny because like the, the couple songs that I do know, I know I know fairly well again because I've been playing them for a really long time. So somebody will hear me just like get out on something just just horribly ratchet. And they're just like, oh, well, you're new. And I'm like, well, I got this one. Actually, it's just a song that I know. Play it all intricate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I lack um, original creativity. I brought a cooler, right, guys? And I am so fat. Did you? That it is underneath me and I couldn't see it. Oh, that's where we're at with her lips. Bam. There she is. So what paintings have you been working on? Asking everyone out. Hey, we're asking about their painting. My job is to bring up content, not to be involved in the content. Oh, that's fair. Look at that content right there. Mm. Oh, yeah. I got the Holy Trinity over here, guys. Coke, O-Cola, sugar-free Red Bull, liquid. We're on sponsored. Oh. I mean, this bear can of whiteness, that's not <laughs> a product. That's okay. uh, if they didn't want me to advertise their can, they shouldn't have made it so goddamn. It was very cool marketing. It is. Um, and I never would have purchased one of these until somebody handed me one. And I drank it. And I was like, that's actually, actually really fucking good for a can of water. Dude. It is a can of water. Yeah, just a can of water. <clears throat> I paid five dollars for one at a concert. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. Me too. It was like the one time I had cash on me too. I was like, yeah, okay, I I won't whip out the card and I'll do cash. And it's like, no cash bar. <laughs> Oops. Thanks, Live Nation. If you're watching, I hate you. Sorry. 
Um, Live Nation is is um, changed hands a couple of times over the years. So the rules keep changing. And so it's one of those places every time I'm going like, well, what do you need now? Okay, this is Dude, what we're so doing. The venue time. I went to, it was called the Marat. And I think I talked about it before, after I went to the show, but it was like super cool Egyptian themed and everything. Oh, yeah. And like beautiful architecture to it. And then you walk in the building and you see the Live Nation fucking security check and all their rules and stuff. And it's like, oh, here we go. Okay. Way to ruin this venue. Uh, <laughs> I did a fun thing today. Uh, my my job uh, sometimes requires me to walk into government buildings. And uh, so this morning I'm walking in and I go to the front door and I pull the front door open and I'm like, oh, that's right. There's a fucking government security check. And I like back out <laughs> the door. Like, doo, doo, doo. And, uh, <laughs> You're like, if I don't step in, it doesn't count. I just kind of peeked my head in. I wasn't actually in just the building. Just scoping it out. So I went back out to the car and uh, took off my belt knife and some materials that were in my pocket. And I kind of went back like, so, no, it was it was rough, man. I I walked back in and the um, the wonderful on duty security person, what are you here for? And like starts giving me the fucking third degree, and I'm just like, hey, bud, calm your tits, like just easy. I don't know why you're making this so awkward, but it's really weird now. <laughs> All I did was walk in the door. I'm just trying to do my job here. Like, it made me give him a syllabus of my day while I was there and what I was there to do. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're fucking you're a security guard. Like, it's not that serious. Like, just... Why are you mad? We can do all the things. I've got no problem with you doing your job. None whatsoever i look like a hooligan i fucking get it but i came through i answered your questions i was nice about it i even said hey how's your day and what i got was what are you here for and it's just like relax bro just take a deep fucking breath for whip your fucking ass bro because like i'm just not that guy like i, I i'm not here, here to cause trouble still i'm just... smiling i'm in a good mood like why why so he started getting like angry and i'm like wow i hope you have a good day <laughs> so i just lay it on extra fucking thick right and i uh put all my accoutrements into their little fucking scanner thing and i ran my basket through and walked through the metal detector and there's literally three sheriffs on the other side of the metal detector kind of, and i'm what like kind of government building was this um i prefer not to express that on the air That's but fair. like so okay. i i go um through the metal detector and the uh, <laughs> the sheriffs look at me and they're all like what is wrong with you like i literally said it out loud I'm like what is wrong with you guys like what's going on like what's the hostility and i i, I did all the things like what's this they made me stand like this and wanted me. And the, the level of building that I'm going in does not require this amount of attention. I will say that. There's no judges. There's no Supreme Court people I mean, here. It, I think there's nothing like that. To get right? that kind of security. Okay. So we're we're at a we're at an entry level government building. We'll say that. And these guys are acting like I'm I'm smuggling in a, a Lira jet or something. I'm like, what is what is going on? So they like made me stand there and they like wanded me down and I'm like, I just walked through a fucking metal detector. <laughs> like, what else do you want from me? Like, do you want to stick your hands in my pockets? Like I literally, I winked at the one guy. I didn't know what else to do. Like it got awkward. Like, 
So I got all my things and I went on about my business. And as I'm walking away, I'm like, I try to have a better day. You know, <laughs> I get in the elevator and I come back down after the, you know, 15 minutes of business that I had to take there. And I get out of the elevator and no shit. They all stand up out of their chairs and put their phones away, recross their arms and watch me leave the building. Don't say a word. Don't, now, mind you, I've done nothing but be polite, smile, and try to like crack a joke this whole time. And I'm like, what, what is so serious about your day? So I said it again. I was, I was walking out the front door. I was like, you know what, guys? I just, I just hope you have a good day. <laughs> just walked out. Like, <laughs> you fuckheads. I'll see you in three weeks. Piece like, shit. stop stop i'm sorry they're gonna they're gonna remember you and even if they're not on guard then then they're gonna they're gonna stance up just for you you know what man i know i know more of my legal rights than the average citizen and i'm i'm willing to negotiate with any officer at any moment i have no qualms with that whatsoever um and i just thought it was real 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 funny that they were just instantly fucking offended i even went out of my way Nothing I had on me was technically illegal. So I went out of my way to make your job easier by going to my car and removing the things that were going to complicate this fucking process, right? So now why are you all pissy about it? You didn't have to check my ID. You didn't have to fucking make me fill out a piece of paper and hold my weapon while I went up to the room. Like, it was just a whole big thing. Instead, I could just walk into my car and drop my shit off and go, go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And I don't even like I don't even think they saw me stick my head in the door. I don't even think that was the issue. But it was just really like I mean, I'm I'm sure they would have like said something if anything like why'd you go back to your car? Why'd you the six pounds of heroin in my back pocket, yeah. bro? Yeah. Um, like I just my uh, my katana was just a little too large to get to the store. I had to go it was the, the artillery round, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. So it was just one of those just like you could walk in the room and just be like hey, pissed in your guys's weedies like so i just tried to shine a little happiness into their day now i was probably being a snarky prick about it but come on man it ain't, it ain't that serious i think it was necessary i i don't i i meant you're snarky oh okay thank yeah. you thank you i thought you meant their asshole because no, the five on one you know uniforms to me was just a little bit aggressive to have be surrounded as aggressive period uh to, to be surrounded by people with weapons that feel they're in a place of authority because they're inside of a government building that it was just one of those very like you'll do what i say because i said it kind of moments and that's like i'm the most compliant until you try it will go along with any plan, any rule, anything you set up. I don't give a shit. But as soon as you start being a dick about it, like, fuck you, I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> Catch me. I'm an American. Like, whatever. You know, my favorite part about being an American is, Kyle? What is it? It's written into our Constitution that we're allowed to break the law. Did you know that? I did not, actually. Because, I mean, A, you have the right to pursue happiness, right? Right. 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 So if what makes me happy is against the law. How are you to tell me that I'm not allowed to do that? So you can't. Right. Not only that, right? Mm -hmm. You are innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Those are your Miranda rights. You know what a Miranda right is? So they read you before you start getting arrested. Right. Yeah. So, like, actually, I don't know if that is a Miranda right or not. Regardless, I'll you're innocent until proven guilty in the United States. So that means I can do whatever the fuck I want 
because I'm not, I'm innocent until I'm caught and then tried and then proven guilty. Right. So essentially I can do whatever I want until you catch me. Technically. Yeah. Technically I'm innocent until proven guilty. So I've done nothing wrong, even blatantly doing something wrong. I've done nothing wrong until you put me in front of a jury of my peers. So being accused by a crime by an officer is actually against the constitution. I don't know if that's going to hold up, Ben, but I follow where you're running with this. Hey, do you, do you study bird law? Do you I'm study not- bird law? I don't think you do. <laughs> you know, he's got a point, Sean. <laughs> I'm listening to the point. However, I just don't think it's going to hold up to any of our listeners. think it's not out of pocket. Listen as you will, but don't take this as sound legal advice. The only advice I've ever given on the show is never fucking listen to anything that comes out of my mouth. I think that's the one thing we've established throughout these a hundred and what three episodes we're on now. Touché. Don't ever, don't Day. ever listen to anything I say and take it serious. Um, that should be a disclaimer as their credits roll at the end of the. By the way, Ben Thomas is full of shit and everything he says is not based in any fact other than his mind. I don't I think that's fair. Uh, just like, you know, yeah. I just had to throw it out there. I didn't want anybody to take that to the bank and like be like, nah, this dude on a tattoo show said I could break <laughs> all I wanted. He's, he said he knew his rights pretty well. I believed him. He, he did say he was an American. I did. I did. I was born here. It was not a choice. Um, we we were we were born here. Um, but Growing I figured used to joke that uh, it's not illegal until you get caught, or unless you get caught. So absolutely but, true. But like yeah. I said, ah, not the most sound advice. <laughs> like, what happens when you do get caught? Like, yeah, like you get away with then it. it becomes for something. illegal. What happens when? Um, I am going with you have to be judged by a jury of your peers. That's what happens then. And if so claustrophobic, I don't want to be in a small box until I'm waiting to be judged by said jury of my peers. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I can't turn it won't turn off now. <laughs> Again. There you go. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so somehow I, I thought I was muting the line and I hit the wrong button on my way up to hit the line mute because I was trying to be slick about it. I broke it. Yeah. <laughs> We're good now. Don't yeah, touch anything. No, it's not touch. Um, but yeah, I, I truly, truly believe with every ounce of freedom in my body that catch me and we'll talk then we'll talk see who's lawyers better okay it's so funny that you're saying that because it sounds like something that like a scumbag would say but like in reality you're a pretty quality person that doesn't break very many laws um i appreciate you covering for me on on air i'm just saying like you <laughs> make your, like a low life when you're like Catch me if you can, honky. I mean, I firmly believe in that, though. <laughs> like, you do you, man. If you're not hurting anybody and everybody's alive when you're done, like, just run your game, boo-boo. 
That was a pause for a drink, Kyle. That's where you could have spoke and filled that fucking airtime. Um, I'm sorry I wasn't on that wavelength. I've noticed. Yeah. A few times, actually. Um, I was distracted by our guest who just came in. Hey. We got Robbie Ripple with us today. How are you doing? While he gets stuff ready to go. You thought he was ready. It's okay. Um, Take your time, Robbie. We love you. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know where to go from there. That's oh, yeah. kind of the end of my my little rant there. Then you, you, then you were like, "Hey, you don't have to talk anymore," so I kind of shut it all down. Well, why don't we um, why don't we pull up a tattoo to look at? How about that? I like tattoos. Yeah, we do talk about tattoos here. Have you seen this before? Do we? No, I don't think anybody else can see that either. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. Wait, gentlemen. What's that? Nice segue, gentlemen. <laughs> Did you like that? We're trying. Yeah. Boom, tattoos. Boom. Look at that. Isn't that here? I like that. Um, yeah, that's the winner of the day. Who can you give us a little more information about this particular tattoo? Zoom it out. Done by Maddie Darkside on Instagram. Nice, Maddie. Good work. Maddie just opened a new studio, didn't she? No? I would not know. Well, I don't know. Good job, Kyle. Uh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. It's all right. It's okay. just like life. Yeah. Every now and then. Now, I often get people that are in our immediate circle confused, so I'm probably incorrect. There's there's a lot of people these days. It's there to remember every single. Do you, you know um, for a guy that really doesn't pay attention, um, it's, there's too many tattooers out there. Like, yeah. there's a lot of you guys. You're all amazing, and I love you. And there's not too many. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy to think about in comparison to 10, 15 years ago, the the saturation of the market and yeah. how unique and talented you actually have to be now to actually you know, thrive. It's kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. cool. I enjoy watching the elevation of the game. Yeah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. What else is in there, Kyle? There is some more tattoos that I'm pulling. Oh, let's save that one. He said, oh. There's a, there's a good video about how tattoos are made. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. That sounds... This is fantastic. You're going to love it, Ben. Adam France shared this with us a few days ago. Okay. I think my back just broke. I just sat back. Whoa. Okay. I don't know if that blasted y'all into hyperspace, it did not. but my brain just broke through the sound in my headphones. All right. Let's check this out. Lovely how it's made on tattoos. Tattooing dates at least as far back as the Bronze Age. A 5,000-year-old body found in a European glacier had several tattoos on his skin. Archaeologists have even uncovered what they believe are Stone Age tattooing instruments. This is hilarious. Needles and yeah. Clay discs containing Lots of good yingings. I love that they've shown the same piece of yingying clash 13 times. Walk into a tattoo parlor and the vast selection of elaborate no, designs. Vast. 
Tattoofinder.com. <laughs> oh my. The tattoo artist traces the image. Poorly. <laughs> With a ballpoint pen. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll fix it in post. Next, he places the traced image on carbon paper. Look at those dirty ass fucking fingernails. This creates <laughs> a carbon outline of the tattoo on the reverse side. The artist will use this blueprint, as it's called, as his guide. The blueprint. It's a blueprint. Oh, wow. He cleans the customer's skin. And not his fingers. Firmly presses on the hey, you put gloves on this time, okay? I'm impressed. The For as old as this is. transfers easily because the skin is damp. <laughs> this is from 2008 as well. That's the worst stencil I've ever seen. The needles. Yeah. What? Tattoos require two needles. One to make the outline of the image, the other to shade and color it in. Each needle is made up of as many as 20 smaller needles. The artist aligns these small needles in a jig, then solders them together onto one end of a steel rod. There's an eye on the other end. The number of small needles in a needle depends on the tattoo design, how thick its lines are, how big its colored areas are. Vaughn, can we start making needles? The finished needles go into an autoclave to be sterilized. Pretty good at making needles. 20 minutes at precisely 170 degrees Celsius. Wow. Like It's just the like baking cookies, you know? The time to assemble the tattoo gun. After cleaning None. the frame with rubbing he hey there, Robbie. The hey there. Sorry, we're it's watching like, a educational yeah, video on how to make a tattoo. I love this, and it's on Discovery Channel. Yes, it's uh, it's straight up how it's made. Um, oh, we just it? watched him. Yeah. You just watched him jig needles and autoclave them. Like this is amazing. Brings me back to being a kid. He hooks the eye onto the spring. What's that? Moves back and forth. It moves Bare hands all day. The tattoo <laughs> stops and starts it with a foot pedal, like a sewing machine. Just like a sewing machine. Look at the flex Why of that. Those rubber bands are so <laughs> tight. <laughs> oh God! Wow. The gun sucks up the ink. The gun. I the gun. The gun. The gun. Some petroleum jelly on the skin helps. Some petroleum use. jelly? That's a whole bottle. Shit. Yeah. The lines of the blueprint. The you should have seen the stencil, Bob. It was the worst stencil I've ever seen. Please. The blueprint. <laughs> oh, blueprint. They called it a blueprint. Excuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> the blueprint. Mm -hmm. Look at those crispy lines. It must be from the sewing machine needles he made. God bless. And that's how you get hepatitis, ladies and gentlemen. Man, oh my god, I love honestly that that grip is fucking fire. I love the pencil grips. <laughs> that skin is open, dude. That skin is overworked. Yeah, it is open. Ouch. Oh god, this hurts my body. Look, you can just see the chunks coming out. Of it. <laughs> like they're already, there's already just missing flesh. And this is who they picked to be on TV. How many people did they go through before they found this, the good one? You know, like how old is this shit? It's from 2008. It's not even that old. 
I mean, 2008 though. This could have been 92. You wouldn't have known. You, you I like wouldn't have known. That's for you sure. wouldn't have known. I think this might be old footage. There's no way that this was like recorded in 98. But I love maybe 98. There's no way. I love their background choices, like some fucking random pink, some random yellow, and some white to tie it all together. Just push back it in. The scab will fall off. So yep. we're like, oh, we just put that fucking saran wrap on with no gloves. That's fine. It's cool. It's not a wound anymore. He's done tattooing. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the color of the fingernails that were involved in that I could, tour? You know, there was so much going on, I couldn't even see. <laughs> yeah. In, in the beginning, they're watching a couple more times. They're, they're, they're making the stencil, and they zoom in, and his fingernail looks like he's been doing motor work all day. And I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right. trying to get this light, my fucking fan, out of my face. It's got, got this weird <laughs> yep. little little sword coming at your head there. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm late, y'all. All good, no Bobby. Worries. Life Thanks is not coming. that stressful. We're just happy you're here. Yeah. I am happy to be here. Um, I I thought I was gonna have a, a, a wife and child with me, um, and they're napping. So oh. here I am. That's but the best reason to miss anything. Can I just be honest? Like, if somebody oh, came to me like, sorry, I'm late. I was just crashed for a bit. I'm going to just give you a hug. Because, <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. So, so, like, I'm in Florida. So, like, we did hurricane prep yesterday. Um, and I'm right outside of where the storm hit. So, like, the storm didn't really get us. We're cool. Uh, you know, so, like, last night was, like, forced family time because we're all stuck in the house together so we're all just chilling and having a good time and stuff and so like today i took a little nap with the baby and then woke up to get on a coaching call and fucking coach somebody for an hour and a half and here i am now so life is pretty nice right now yeah Uh, there's there's way worse days man there's way worse days yeah yeah especially you know um my heart goes out to the motherfuckers in florida that they got their shit fucked because uh yeah lots of them yeah i was looking at some footage of that earlier today it's fucking insane what was it like recorded max height of 42 feet waves wow yeah i'm 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 gonna be real honest guys i intentionally don't pay attention to the news right um, or any type of live media because i i I can't handle it emotionally Um, it is just it's too much for me i cut it out about 10 years ago so i really 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 am out of the loop on it 90% 90% of anything that happens on a television. So, um, well, dude, funny thing is, like, I'm the same way. I don't watch the news, never have. It just never has been. It's never mm-hmm. been something I'm into. Um, but my chick is from fucking Philly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's a new Floridian. So she made it through last year's hurricane season and she was a lot more stressed out. This year, she's like, she's gotten a lot better and she just keeps me abreast of what's going on. But, like, I'm the guy that I'll go to the Walmart and I'll be like, what's everybody doing? Why? 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 <laughs> Why? Why is it COVID again? What we're, we don't have water? Like what's happening? Like I thought it was toilet paper. Why why don't we have any water? You know, so like I have no idea what's going on. I missed the panic memo. Oh no. <laughs> you know, and like I've always got enough supplies in my house, you know, for like life. So you know, right. I'm good to go. I don't really need to stock up, you know. If the if the fucking water goes bad and the electric goes out, oh well, restaurants are already opening and the, the storm is still going. So like, right. I'll live, dude. There, you know? <laughs> there's a Waffle House somewhere. Yeah, like, Waffle. There's, right, there's definitely something. a Waffle House open. Bro, so and 
Wawa is the place right now. The place is hopping. They fucking sold yeah. out of food too. So anyway, yeah. Wow. Um, so there, there's an actual like Waffle House disaster scale. Yes. Uh, that yeah. they, they literally rate how bad it is somewhere is if the Waffle Houses are closed or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, since COVID, they kind of fucked that up because it, it, we're we're in Columbus, right? So here here locally, the the, the labor has been ridiculous. There, nobody wants to work. Nobody's at work. Nobody comes to work, right? So ever since COVID, the Waffle Houses have been shut down. They'll be doing like just carry out and stuff like that. And I'll be like, I don't see hellfire right now, guys. The (laughs) fuck is my waffle? Like, what are you are the airport waffle house? Get it the fuck together. Like, I'm I am literally offended that they're closed. I'm like, I see two of you. There's one of me. Let's do this. (laughs) Come on. I got 13 bucks and I'm fucking hungry. Um, so I don't I don't know where that scale lies anymore. Right. It's like the, so it's either oh yes, oh, <laughs> um, it's it's like did did the hurricane get you or does your staff have the vid? I don't I don't know right. anymore. Or like, are they just fucking collected unemployment because of the vid, you know? And that it's like yeah, I I appreciate the assistance, y'all. You know, thanks for helping the people that you know can't just put curtains on their tattoo shop and work. Because. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just fucking be honest, dude. How many people did that? You know, none. Everyone we know is reputable. Absolutely. And Correct. you know, you can still be reputable and do some fucking illegal things. <laughs> well, I don't know if you just heard about five minutes ago what I was talking about. I know you just joined on, but I literally, literally right before you got on my, my big spiel was my favorite part about being an American is you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm, you can do okay. whatever the fuck you want until you're caught. And then even wow. after you're caught, you can't, I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's what the thing says. I didn't write it. Damn, so then true. you also have the right to pursue happiness regardless of the law, right? So your right to pursue happiness trumps everything else. So if, if, if what makes me happy is being a hood rat and I can do whatever the fuck I want until you catch me, fuck off, right? It's your fault you got caught. Now you got to pay the consequences of the key here. <laughs> It's, it's don't get caught, right? Like just, 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 just stay under the fucking radar, right? Yeah. So literally five minutes ago. <laughs> now that that being said, that's on paper. Let it run, man. I will, I will fight this in court. Bring it up. I will. We'll, let's see if your lawyer is better than mine. I'm, I'm yeah. in for this battle. <laughs> Yo, for real. Oh, so man. I mean, I'm for it. If you're not hurting anyone or yourself, or you, you know, like get it done, boo boo. Yeah, dude. Live and your life. And you know, like. I feel I feel the exact same, you know, like here we are. We're, dude, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. Like you take guns right. from the people, people are going to find guns. You take drugs from the right. people, people are going to find drugs. You know, prohibition yep. was a thing and then toilet wine became a fucking delicacy. And, you know, oh, except a- you could buy liquor from the government through your doctor at, you know, $90 a quart during the Great Depression. So do you hear me out? So you were still able to purchase liquor during the Great Depression. Or, I'm, not, I'm sorry, during Prohibition. Mm-hmm. You just had to do it with a doctor's note. So you had to go to a medical establishment and pay for a visit on somebody that's paying taxes and government liens and blah, 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 to put into the system to be able to purchase liquor at a, what, thousand times inflated rate. Yep. So at $95 a pint during prohibition on our days would be like $1,000 for a pint. So uh, it was there, but it yeah. was just cocaine prices. Right. Like right. you had to be willing. Like, 
how much sauce you need, you know? Right. So, well, you know, I mean, look at Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. He had AIDS and everybody was dying from it, and then he didn't. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, you just wait, need it's money. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yeah. And bags of saline cost $332. Bro. In the, in the United States. Excuse me. Excuse me. Price gouging is illegal. No, it's not. No, not if you know not if you own all the companies. It's not even price gouging. Exactly. What are you talking about? You're dictating the market. Exactly. It's not even gouging. So when we do it, it's illegal. When they do it, it's protocol. Right. Can you really so, yeah. gouge it's market, it's, if it's, there aren't any other prices? It's market standard, bud. Dude, yeah, dude. Donna, my my chick, she went to the fucking store uh to get stuff for the hurricane. She's like, I spent 400 bucks. And I, I had to like go through the list of what I bought because I, I swear they must have raised the prices like for this situation because I didn't buy $400 worth of things. I feel like that every time I leave the grocery store now, regardless. Okay. okay. I, I live, I, I have my daughter half the time. So like, I, I, it's just me. I'm not buying groceries for a family of four. Right. My regular stock pantry list is pretty small. I live on ham sammies and a couple frozen things. And I'll drop 200 bucks at the grocery store. Right. And be like, how in the fuck do people that are feeding a family, <laughs> like a real family, could you imagine having four kids right now? Heaven forbid two of them strapping young people that are eating by the droves. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I got a decent job, and I'd be broke as shit trying to feed people right now. Yeah, the, the standards all generic. The standards of money in in our country are weird. Um, the older I get, the more I turn into a grumpy old man that's probably going to wear a tinfoil hat. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about it. Because <laughs> I don't. Curmudgeoned is the word that gets used a lot for me. Right, dude. Yes. I'll be that guy, dude. But like. I don't follow politics at all, me but I feel, I feel things. Mm-hmm. And so when we get into a political conversation, I say, yeah, you know, it's weird because I feel that this is like off and this doesn't make sense. And then like people that know politics are like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I don't no, need to waste just... hours of my life watching this shit to know right. that the powers that be are, are kind of gross. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually not hard to pick up on. I want a fucking shirt that says that, though. Can that be your new shirt? Like, I'll support it. I'll go in halves, man. You just tell me what's up. The powers that be are fucking gross. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I, I'm halvesies. Dude. Tell me what the run is. Dude, like, I watched the fucking Epstein thing on Netflix, right? And that was gross as fuck. People that are still in power were, were like, going to this fucking island. Like, the Guion Maxwell fucking thing wasn't like wasn't being fucking talked about you know like like dude they're they're stealing children's fucking innocence no it's not even it's not even innocence anymore you 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 have now destroyed that life there is no form of normal that that person will ever with a, any amount of any type of coaching, therapy, life-changing, yeah. alteration, ayahuasca, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. There's yeah. no coming back to center from that. No, you are no. slighted for the rest of your fucking life. You're a different person. Yeah, it's like watching like, somebody get the brains blown out in front of you. Like, you don't absolutely. You don't get back to normal after that. No, you it's a, you're, you are permanently changed. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're in Columbus, so we're right down the road from New Albany, the town that Epstein built. 
Oh, okay. shit. So he built New Albany with the owner of Wes Lexner. Les Wexner. I always say his name wrong because he sounds like a Superman villain. Um, <laughs> but this dude was, he lived on the property. Um, the separate mansion house that they keep talking about was on this guy's property. This is 15 minutes from where I sleep. Okay. So this this whole town, and I'm talking the, the fucking governmental infrastructure was all purchased by this guy. Okay. He started at the bottom. He bought the land. He built the roads. He built the fucking town hall. Then he hired people to run it. Then he hired the police force. Then he built his sprawling 38 acre fucking plot for his house and like fenced off the entire community. Then you had to be in a certain, um, a demographic to be able to apply to be able to purchase in the area um, the way the initial neighborhoods were mapped out they're all under lock and key they're all um, guarded gate entrance key code having like all you need is money and you can do whatever you want and now new albany's like number three in the in the entire area there's more money there than we know what to do with and he owns it all and they've been fucking kids since 99. Bro, since people know about it since 99. <laughs> I mean, that's Damn, that's when they started life. building New Albany. So like this whole this whole so thing. This whole this whole, life, whole... Yeah, I was yeah. born in 99. He's 12. <laughs> like it's right, it's right. a common it's a common thing we we jab him about. He's, Dude, he's, he's three he's... years younger than my son, my first son. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean older, not younger. Older. We still older. love you. We still love yeah. you. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I love I love feeding into our youth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me tell you how life is gonna suck. There's like right, 900. I'm very, I'm very aware of that. Don't worry. I got beat it into me real early. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's really weird to watch that level of um corruption. I don't even know what else to call it. Uh, epitome of society. Um yeah. be at that echelon to see people with that kind of power it's it's i don't know what else to call it if he wants a jet he's got a jet he wants a yacht he's got a yacht he wants to take his credit card and go buy three cars he's gonna do that today and if he wants young kids he's got that he's buying it so like it's one of those like how do we 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 all just talked about how awesome it is to be able to do whatever the fuck we want until we get caught how do you get ahead of somebody like that oh yeah that's a rough one man that's a rough one we're all sitting here like, you know, it's been going on under our nose for all these years. And da, 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 da. yeah, he makes more money than the town. Right. So do you think the local cops are coming around the fucking estate? Yeah, because they're paid to be there. Right. And so and the do you know what is- they do when they're there? They report things that are affecting the property, not the property. Right. 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 And that's that's why, like, that's why I have found myself falling into the. uh motivational and coaching space um because that's what i can do to fucking fix it right right i'm, I'm not a po- i'm not a politician uh, i'm not going to go and fight these guys on capitol hill but at the end yeah. of the day what i can do is inject a lot of love positivity and guidance and healing throughout as many people as i can connect with to make the so- world a better place and hopefully we bring up the overall love consciousness of the world and the overall good consciousness and when you see somebody doing great things from a great place with love and heart, then you're like, oh, wow, I like that. Maybe I'll do that. 
or wow, there is a different way. Because a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't realize there's a different way to do life than this corrupt, gross way. You know, so Dude, take yeah. a minute. Uh, you, you just jumped into why you coach. So let's take one giant step back. Tell us about what you do, brother. Okay, so um, we we've only met in in passing once, by the way. I'm right. Ben, so like, right. talk to me like we've never met, man. So right. what, I, I know more than average consumer, but hit me with it, man. Tell tell me about your day. So yeah, man. I mean, I've been I've been in the business almost thirty years. You know, my dad. So watching the fucking video of making needles was so nostalgic for me, because <laughs> at like eleven and twelve years old, I'm making needles for my dad, Hell yeah. and like. I'm fucking, I'm taking dirty needles with no gloves on. <laughs> and I'm not- That's your nasty ass fingernails out. Right. <laughs> the needles were a little bit more nasty than my fingernails, I think at that point. But I was, I was, I was young, so who knows what I was doing. So like I would fucking crack the needles off the bars and fucking, I wouldn't touch the needles themselves. So like that was my safe place, right? So I'd crack the needles off the bars, throw them in the fucking sharps container, build new needles, fucking put them in pouches and give them to my dad. And he'd give me a dollar a set. A set was a three liner and a fucking seven mag or flat, depending on what he was using at the time. Um, so you love know, it. <laughs> actually, a set was eight of liners and, and shaders and it was eight bucks for a set. Um, so I fell in love with the tattoo industry early on. Uh, and that's why I say I've been, I've been in it for like 30 years. I've been tattooing for 26 Um wow. Uh, I started in high school. Uh, I went to the OJT, the, the on-the-job training program where like I would leave and go to work and I would leave, the shop, leave, leave school, go to the shop. Um, and, you know, here I am 41 years old. I've been tattooing this whole time. And somewhere along the line, I realized I have this thing in me, right? Where there's like a lot of love and a lot of good uh, positive guidance um, and a lot of nurture. Uh, and a lot of the things that I didn't receive as a young person um, that I feel are very necessary for the world to receive. Uh, so somewhere along the line, I was like, man, I need to do this coaching thing. I need to do this motivational speaking thing. So uh, I was on the show Ink Master in 2014, came home from that, thought my life was over um, because I got sent home on the sixth episode. So like, Oh, wow. I chewed somebody up on TV. So now they're going to fucking all know that I'm a fraud and I chew everybody up and I'm a piece of shit tattooer. And now my career's over. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I can see you that know? being a little rough. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, there was like three fucking fallout spots, like three holidays in the whole tattoo, but that was like the end of the world for me. Right. So, um, I went down this really deep downward spiral of depression, uh, suicidal thoughts. Um, and I was in suicidal thoughts but I couldn't talk about them because I was embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, and same thing. I was afraid my life would fall apart if I talked about wanting to kill myself for the brief little moment that I wanted to kill myself because my, your brain, our brains all do it. When life gets too hard, you hear, man, it would be really cool if I didn't have to do this or if I could get out of this. Yeah. And that equates to dying. You know? <laughs> so, so I, it that's was, heavy as fuck. You just chuckled yeah, through that. No, like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Pause. Woo. But wait, there's more of that. Hold on. Yeah. That's deep as fuck. Yeah. Because because most people don't realize it's a natural thought progression. Yeah, absolutely. We all and do it. Every single and, fucking and, one of us has. 
and then you 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 nailed it. Then you associate shame. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lots of shame. I couldn't even tell my wife at the time, who you know, like we weren't in a great relationship. She was mismanaging all of our funds and fucking uh not doing wonderful with uh me and my son uh in our brains because she wasn't his mother. Um, so she was doing she was doing a lot of the things that you know ex-wives do, right? <laughs> yeah, got a couple of them, buddy. Right, yeah, I got two of them. So you know, me too. And that's hey, and that's why I'm afraid to marry my new son's mom because I've got all that trauma, right? Yep. Um, and she's amazing, and she loves me for for all the flaws and all the all the greatness and everything. She raises me up and fucking holds me tight and does all the things that a good wife would do. Um, so yeah, I was in that really weird spot, uh, and so like I was afraid of judgment. Um, she was quite a judgmental person, but like quietly judgy. So I was afraid if I told her the truth about me, like. She would like support me, but also judge me. Um, and that, you know, came with some of my stuff, some of her stuff. You know, I don't put it all on her because we both made mistakes to the relationship. Right. Um, so I was terribly disappointed in myself in my house. I was living in like a thirty seven hundred foot like, you know, McMansion, you know, like the little baby fucking mansions, you know, like mm -hmm. it was huge. When I got home from McMaster, I couldn't even find my room because she moved into that house when I was gone filming. And like wow. so many rooms, I'm just walking around trying to open up doors, trying to find the room, right? So like terrified, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and I remember one day I was sitting in my phenomenal art room, which had this beautiful fucking balcony on the outside of it on the second story. And I had a fucking theater room in the house that we used to watch me on Ink Master and shit. Like, dude, so like, it, dude, there was a lot of like great happening in my life that was too much for me, yep. you know? Because the, yep. the interview was too dark and deep and dirty, and Robbie sucks. Robbie's no good, you know? So I remember two specific instances in this house. One, I was sitting there, and I was doing art in the art room, and I was listening to Macklemore Radio, and this fucking song comes on, and he goes, make the money, don't make, let the money make you. Change the game, don't let the game change you. Yeah. And in that song, he talks about seeing himself on a 55-inch plasma. I had just bought a 70-inch fucking lcd or something because it, like you know the technology had changed and yeah. i was watching myself on that tv weekly and i fucking lost it and then a string of three or four more songs came on and i was just sitting there crying and shaking and shit and i was going through it and then like a lot of that kept happening and so one day i just hated myself so much and i i googled how to be happy because i was so fucking disappointed in life so i googled how to be happy and i find brendan burchard on the internet and Brendan Burchard couldn't be further from us. Super whitewashed, like even his presentation, always like white clothes, white walls, fucking like beautifully, fucking pristine, clean. And he's like, you know, as far as like in in the, the business world and in the motivation world, you know, give back, right? Even in, even in, in all worlds, like give back, give back to your community. And he would say like, you know, give back by giving to your local church and things like this. And I'm like, dude, if I fucking stand up in front of a group of tattooers and be like, y'all go to your local church and give back. And that's going to fucking add to your life. They laughed out. Right. Exactly, dude. So like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I love what he's saying. I need it so bad. Like I'm so hungry for a sandwich. I'll just eat your fucking scraps. Yeah. So, so and, and he had and he had really good scraps, man. Holy <laughs> shit, there were real meals to me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It was a buffet. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to take it all in and then I'm going to fucking wash it to my standards. So no, Love it doesn't relate to me to go to my local church and donate, right? 
But like, what does relate to me? Oh, tattooers love donating their their time and you know having fucking flash days and giving the money, right? So like, okay, yeah. so I started developing ways that I would donate and I would give back to my community, and like, it was kind of self serving. I was like, I want this to return to me, but then it was like, there's also this like great sense of greatness you feel giving, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah. now how do I take all these words and turn them turn them into shit that y'all will listen to, that I'll listen to when I'm not in such a low place that I just need something. So in this dark place of wanting to kill myself, not only did I push through it, but I decided I need to be a motivational speaker. (laughs) I love it, dude. I fucking love it. And so like, then that started the journey of guilt, shame, fear, and rejection and insecurity of about 10 years that were, you know, 2024 will be 10 years or so since I started the rad movement. Um, So like, I've been doing free content for so long, trying to perfect how to give the people what they need. Um, And the funny thing is, I've been told the whole time, your rawness, your realness, your straightforwardness, that's what we love. You know, people are like, Robbie, I love watching you cry and talk through your shit. I love how raw and vulnerable you get because not everyone will allow themselves to do that. Like I'm six foot one, 285 pounds. You know, I'm a big fucker, you know? So when I I say- and I'm bawling my dick off in front of you. There's something that fucking happens to you. Yeah, you you allow yourself to see someone else be real. Raw emotion right. isn't exposed anymore. We aren't right. close enough with people in our lives when they're going through these things to sit and deal with that style of yes. absorbing somebody else's energy like that. It doesn't happen anymore. We're so right. disconnected and phone faced right. and all this shit right. that to watch somebody move through that because again we've associated all the shame and embarrassment and 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 especially being a big dude i get it bro i'm right there with you you, right. you have this like i'm not i got it that's right our, that's our mantra yeah, you can't yeah. i got this i don't give a fuck i got this and fuck i'm guilty of it too yeah absolutely and to see somebody let let yourself be human and and realize that that's what we are and who we are dude is, is huge i, I never you're making me think I, I wasn't ready for this man <laughs> i wasn't ready for this. man you've already you've got me twice now. Uh, robbie's really good at that. i remember the first time that we met it was what like i think the first episode of your show here on reinventing yeah. and that's yeah. like when we first met and talked and like Something about your energy. You just fucking pulled everything right out of me. And I told you my life story about like wanting to kill myself for a while. And like, here I am in a new place. That's, that's you just pull it right out of me, man. Like it's like, it's just natural. I'm super behind the ball, bro. I'm not, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. Um, no, I okay. intentionally, I intentionally isolate um, for, yeah. for the exact same reasons. Um, I already said, I don't watch the news and da, 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 but I do the same thing with all outlets. I, uh, I right. I'm, I'm, I'm there, but I'm not. Um, I, I've been getting tattooed since I was 18. I'm 38. I couldn't tell you more than the fucking 15 local dudes around here. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just not, I've never Thanks chased soon. that. Yeah. It's, 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 they're my people because we're here. I, I've never, Thanks. I've never noticed the network of availability Absolutely. until working at hell city for the past, like five or so years. Yeah. And now seeing what kind of a real community that actually is, it wasn't just my little honeypot. Right. So now I'm getting exposed to like this world of new people and to talk to somebody like yourself, even in the past five minutes, I'm like, what's this guy been? 
already. Like you, you've already got me with that. Like I didn't realize there was anybody else on my thought pattern, on my wavelength, in my world, in my realm. And when I'm the black sheep, you know what I mean? Like, I don't talk to my family. I've got about five people I consider close to myself. So being in that isolated bubble um, of not having your peer group at your job and not having things like that, you really start to, to pigeon yourself into this. I'm weird. I'm not expressing myself as who I am because I'm not comfortable around the people that I'm around and Mm. it really has been years. Fuck it. Why am I doing this? (laughs) Jesus, man. (sighs) It's my superpower. Pulling it out. (laughs) It's my superpower. (laughs) So like, it is. You you, you don't, what we were saying this just the other week, you don't take the time to have these conversations ever. So when you do, they're very, very, very impactful. Um, So like, even just having conversations with people, we don't allow that in our day to day because mm-hmm. it's a text. It's a quick message. It's a video. It's a half a second. So when we sit for this three hours, that is our time to be. And it's, it's allowed me a, a area of expression. I didn't know was available and same with being in. Yeah. We're necessary. Absolutely. And, 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 and being able to find this network of fuck, man, I've been with you for 38 seconds. Like, I feel like we're hanging out next weekend. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. and to, yeah. and, and to have those immediate connections with people has been amazing. And, and, and more of a, uh, fuck, you've been isolating yourself. Mode. <laughs> I, I was just talking to Jordan. Right? Literally yeah. at the beginning of the Full show, circle, baby. like, bro, yeah. this is all the beginning yeah. of the show. Jordan sat down for a couple minutes in passing. He was the uh, on the show as the original host. He, he started this blah, 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 blah. And uh, I've done I, I've known Jordan since he moved to Columbus. Like, I, I love the guy. And sitting here, I was like, man, like, I, I I'm sorry. I've, I've I've neglected our personal relationship and not just ours, like a lot of people's. And like, I, I need my people. The universe is speaking loudly to you, Playboy. Bobby, it's it's been a it's been <laughs> it's been a year. Let me tell you, you like that, I'm, dude. Every everybody's been like that, and it's like I'm not I'm not special in that, and and not having learned where you can and can't vent, not having learned where you can and can't receive that love, not having found. The people that reciprocate your being. I don't know how else to say that. No, I feel Je ne sais quoi. Dude, I, I, feel, I, I just fucking spent $10,000 to fucking be in a coaching program that's called Masters of Fate Brotherhood so I could have men that I could be around. Fuck. Men that lift me up. Men that I could be real with. Men that, that could teach me. Men that could mentor me. Men that I could mentor. Men that could fucking, I could cry with. Men that could make me feel safe. Because I don't fucking have really safe brothers. You know, my two older brothers, you know, one of them is in the tattoo industry and he, he basically hates me more time than not. And my oldest brother, when he comes to me with like love, I don't even know when to trust it because like hate usually yeah. comes somewhere along or like, dismay comes somewhere along or disappointment so like those relationships are broken my dad was this big mean scary cuban he's a loving man but he wasn't loving he had love in his heart but he didn't lead with love so like i never really had men i could fucking feel safe with you know what i'm saying like and most of us don't fucking do dude 
dude, most of us didn't have men we could feel safe with. My father's dead now. And like, I begged him to tell my mother that he loved her because that's all she wanted to hear before he died. And in front of me, he wouldn't do it. And I don't know if he did because he just was so uncomfortable speaking love because he was such a pained man. So now I'm in this fucking brotherhood with these dudes where I feel like I have safe brothers and safe fathers. You know, my dad, what my dad would throw you to the wolves. My dad, when I was young, he took me to the fucking car dealership to help me buy a car just so I could get rejected because I didn't have credit to teach me a lesson on how to build credit. <laughs> he didn't help me get the car. See, my dad, he used to smack me in the fucking head when I was tattooing because I was doing it wrong, but he didn't really know how to teach me how to do it right. He just gave because me that's the, how he was taught. Right. Well, he, he, he didn't know that he, he well, everything. Everything he was taught, he didn't know because, dude, he, he was he was a Cuban refugee. So he fucking came here from Cuba. And his story was, you know, these two big fucking Marines or whatever came and picked me up out of line, took me away from my fucking grandmother and grandfather and put me on the last legal flight to Florida or to America. And, you know, I moved in with my mother, who's dating this fucking white dude named Dutch or married to him. And she's like, that's your father. He's like, that's not my fucking father. So there you go. My father didn't know his father fucking probably about 15, 20 years ago. He met a dude from Cuba who lived in Florida who said, I knew your father. He smuggled people. And he told like, and, and guns and weapons and, and, and goods. And like, he was on one of his last trips to come and move to America. And he disappeared. Fuck. So my father never knew his fucking father. He never fucking trusted a father. So then what happened? He raised three boys and he raised these three boys, the two older ones, because I'm the baby. They couldn't be safe with their father because he couldn't be safe with his father because he didn't know how to teach that relationship. And so he was never close with his siblings because they weren't his blood siblings all the way. So, you know, I've got all these fucking strained family dynamics because of the family dynamics that were strained before. And that's why I feel like I choose to lead with love. Because when you get down to the fucking, the little, the little Robbie inside, when you get down to the scared little boy that needs love, he just needed love and guidance and safe fathers and safe brothers and lessons where he didn't get beat up because the fucking universe kicks you in the dick till you bleed out of your fucking mouth until you get the fucking yeah. lesson. So I don't yeah. need my brothers and fathers beating me up. You know what I'm saying? So, Fuck, bro. Yeah. So it just got really deep. <laughs> no, but that's the truth. I mean, growing up super religious, the, the bypath was always. Um, so it was, it was, I don't have to love you. Your love is from God. Now, Ooh. this is my perception. Ooh. Ooh, this is you. my person. I had to go through that. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. I, You're welcome. Don't 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 get me going. <laughs> um, it's all right. It's all right. It's it's hard to receive love, man, especially when you're not is. used to it. It is. Um, I'm going to do that to you, but that's no. I love you. I appreciate. <laughs> like thirty minutes in, like, I love you. Like I mean that. It's it's hard yeah. to find raw. It's hard to find real. And we've been in this for yeah. a half an hour, and you've made me leak twice. Um, Thanks. No. It's it's so when when you when you grow up in that same strain, um, there's always an answer, but the answer isn't found in your parent. The answer is found in prayer 
or mm-hmm. reading or in uh, absorbing some ancient text, right? So <laughs> getting like, told you're doing it wrong. You know what? I don't know that you're doing it wrong. I know that this book says this thing. Right. You know, do what this says. That's right. I, or you're, you know, you're just going to die and go down. Yeah. So I don't have to be a, a parent. I have to be a, a rule enforcer. And mm-hmm. it, it built this dynamic of, again, non, non-trust because I'm not getting my answers from you. I'm getting my answers externally. And it, and it built this, I find my own answer. Oof. Yeah. I don't, I don't go to others for help. So because I was taught to do it myself. And you asked why I do what I do and where we came from. This is it, man. Because men need love. People need love. People need support. People need to fucking understand that it's okay. And even like growing up in that super loving, all-encompassing, they were non-denominational even, bro. Same. They, Same. Didn't, they didn't even pick a side. Right. They we're said, whatever family. side you're on, we love you. Yeah. We're family. We got this. But the default was always if you follow the fucking rules. Right. So you're There's good. So many people not following rules around you. Until you don't do exactly this, then, mm-hmm. then it's bye. Okay. Fire and brimstone. Okay. So now <laughs> you grew up in a family that it's all about the same backbone and you become an adult. And you look at the world that was sculpted around you and you see the kid fuckers and you see the misguided approach of how your implication to my life plus my tithe equals me being a good person. Um, How I am supposed to participate in a system that I don't necessarily agree with. And now I'm reading and I actually paid attention and went through this book you gave me and i'm like this shit all makes sense and so as an adult you get more connection at a rock show and you get that same feeling that you got in praise and worship and in prayer and in and then you walk into a football stadium and you get that same buzz and i don't i don't sports ball but to go in and feel that energy Ooh. It changed my whole perception of everything. So now I distrust the standard that was set. Okay. So you said, this is how you live your life. These are the fucking rules. And then I went, these rules are one-sided and don't yeah. account for the rest of the world. And you can't trust at that point. Now, who and what do I trust? Who? What do I even know? I don't. Because no one taught me anything. So I'm answering all the answers myself and hoping that I'm right. They only tell me when I'm wrong and they only tell me what not to do, but nobody really tells me what to do. So now, yeah. now um, I'm, I'm in a situation where I haven't had a more than five minute conversation with a single member of my family in 10 years. My immediately older brother had an affair with my wife. My brother that is older than him, um, I got the I'm going to kill myself phone call. Um, he didn't. He was rushed to a hospital the whole nine. But after that, I was excommunicated because of how I dealt with that situation. Um, 
when the situation with my first brother happened with my wife, they all chose sides. And since he was going to involve her in their life, they felt it now necessary to, well, I have to be accommodating to them. So what's the issue? So then I'm ostracized, right? So my whole adult life has been adapting to whatever situation I've had 14 careers, no less than that. I'm not unsuccessful. Um, but the amount of jobs that I have had, because I don't, I'm just, it's whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's never been any direction. There's never been any path. There's never been anything. There's never been any, Hey, you should, you're pretty good at this. You should look into that. But since I figured it all out myself, I'm very good at adapting. So why do I need to take anything fucking serious? That's why I'm mediocre at every task I do because I see the end game and I'm like, it's not worth the hustle. So I'm out. And that's been every job, every life decision, every relationship, every seek for love, every. That's going to end bad. Why am I trying? Because everything I've ever tried at has been ruined. So now. What's the point? So it's not that. I don't care. I'm a fairly successful person for what I do. I'm not poor. I've got a decent job. My kid eats. We, we, we don't struggle. I'm not rich, but we don't struggle. Yeah. So where's my drive? Mm. Why the fuck do I get out of bed, bro? I don't like my job. I don't like the situation. My second ex-wife I'm now on. I don't like the life that I live. I don't like the person that I became in recovering from those decisions that I made. I don't, in trying to change and correct all that, where do you find someone like yourself? Right. So I've been in therapy for a year and a half, and my therapist still has yet to be like, so here's an action plan. Really? hard fucking core bro like to the point where i was like hey i'm reading this book it's called steps to happiness it's actually a really good fucking book if i could remember the author of it because i did audio because i'm dyslexic so i don't read I'll find it oh it's no problem amazing I'll, I'll pull it up i'll send it to you it's a, i got it on audible i just don't Absolutely. know the thing i'm my regurgitation's poor um <laughs> and i'm like hey i'm reading this book it's literally how to progress in mental thought to be happier and she's like cool i'll read the book and then we'll do the steps together there was literally like action plans in this thing and i'm like let's do this lady never touched it now is it my job as a patron to be like hey you kind of suck at your job yeah that's your cue to find a new therapist yeah absolutely so in my in losing my leg i learned something uh hospitals back that up you don't have a leg I don't mean to be rude, my friend. I apologize. That was super I mean, crass, and I did not mean it that way. So back the train up, bud. I told you I'm fairly isolated. Okay. How did we lose a leg? Uh, you ever heard of human body suspension? I'm sure you have. Yes, sir. Uh, I was doing that at a villain arts show in Kansas City in 2019. And um, that was part of, like, the thing I would uh, – I love suspension, and it's a, it's a super therapeutic 
action for me. And then I just, I developed the rad movement and I was like, well, I need to speak. Well, Troy and, and Carl let me fucking speak before I would go up. So like everybody, everybody involved with the whole thing, they're like, cool. Yeah. You can do your motivational speech. So I'd fucking get my hooks, walk out there, put the microphone in my hand, tell a little speech, rip my clothes off down to my underwear, run into my fucking suspension and go fucking ape shit up there. And the whole point was like, I told you about motivational stuff and now I'm going to do something that seems impossible to most of you. And then you're going to go out here and fucking do impossible shit because you just saw me do something that seems impossible. So that was the concept, right? And so doing my fucking show and the rope breaks and my leg comes off and it was attached only by the skin that was left. Uh, so in the living in the hospital, I learned about advocating for yourself as a patient, which basically means being a motherfucking Karen when shit isn't going right. See, but in the narrative, if you grew up solving your own problems, you don't have anybody to voice that to. So you never had a chance to learn how to express yourself without being an asshole. So now every time I feel like I'm like, hey, shit's wrong i'm to the point of that i'm so frustrated i'm not received because i'm just right. because because you should have sent something here and then you wait so fucking further along that now it's out of frame when you're right. saying something so now when you're out of frame you're out of focus you're out of whack and you don't know how to fucking com communicate anymore yeah so when you were sad you're, you're not thinking clearly and you don't know why when you're sad and scared at the beginning of it and say, hey, I need help, they give you help. But then when it's not helping, you're like, okay, well, how do I say this? I don't know how to say this because, and then you go through the loop. This bitch ain't even gonna fucking listen and it ain't even gonna fucking matter. And nobody fucking hears my voice because as a child, my voice wasn't fucking heard. So I was taught that I am not heard. So now I'm not heard. So now really you need to dig deeper and fucking healing your inner child and allow him to be heard, which is a whole nother other thing. But like, that's what it is. You're not being heard. You're not being felt. You're not being seen. And I'm empathic as fuck. Right. So, so now my, my whole life has been built around hanging around things that make you feel good. And when that's low. Mm -hmm. And then when you fucking, when you have someone that you feel like isn't doing their job right, how do you talk to them about that? Because you only know how to be a piece of shit because you only fucking speak up when you're ready to kill. And it's rife too. Hence wife too, because I spent yeah. this whole time, I got it. I don't know what you're saying. Um, I spent this whole time dealing with all the emotional backlash from wife one um, that in building that relationship, I did it backwards. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I immediately went to, no, you're my person. Solve my fucking problems. I'll take care of everything else, but you are my goddamn happiness. And I will do anything and everything to make sure that you are taken care of. And you, your job is to keep me smiling. And when that, mm. when that pressure was too much because somebody's responsibility for your happiness is not there right because they are a person and they are also healing and they also need space yeah. and they also need support and me just being like no like we're good just make me laugh damn it 
is not fair to fucking anybody because what that was was a deflection and not a growth. So I spent right. 10 years expecting somebody else to be the fix. Dude, are we the same person? Because like, that, so. dude, I went through very similar shit with my second wife, you know, uh, the so, first whew, you know, and so I, I was so pained from that. And so pain from all these life things, I didn't know how to move, uh, you know, the right way. Yeah. Well, and see, so again, we just, we, we, we touched on like, I'm not super tight with the fam because of the situation. And she came in right after that situation. So I invested my whole family identity in the idea of this is my new being. This is, this is my bubble. So when things didn't work five years in <laughs> and then seven years in and then eight years in, yeah. And then now we get to the point where it's separate rooms and we don't hate each other. I, I, to this day, if my baby's mom called me right now, I would tell you, I love you goodbye and go get in my car and take care of what happens. We don't dislike each other. That's never been the problem, but the support and love that I was after wasn't built because there was no space for it to grow because I was looking for the wrong things out of somebody else. I was right. looking for my inadequacies, not someone to build my strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Robbie. <laughs> so like, I don't, I always say that. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I say fuck you when people get me too. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. Like I'll, I'll never say that what I do uh, is a replacement for therapy. Um, but I don't go to traditional therapy I hire coaches, right? Because traditional therapy has limits, right? And like on my last coaching call, I was just on a way of teaching was to tell them to stop fucking doing that dickhead. Because Some people I needed doubt, that blunt, right? Yeah. I, I doubt fucking therapists are going to fucking be allowed to really do that so much, uh, you know, and, and, and I take my work very seriously. Uh, I didn't, that's why, doubt that. that's why I, What's that? So I did not doubt that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's why uh, that's why it took me so long to do it. I just launched my first coaching program. We just did the fifth class. So like solid three months ago, you know, from like launching the program, enrolling people and starting the program. Um, it's taken me very many years to be okay. Oh, yeah. I'm proud um, of you, dude. That's insane. Thank you. That's insane. You. It is. It is. It's crazy, man. I'm like, <sighs> I can't believe it. You know, I can't believe people paid me to do it. Um, uh, besides the monetary, besides the monetary value, the the will and understanding and gumption to continue to focus to pull that kind of shit together is amazing. Thank you. Like, like it's been it's been 50 plus thousand in coaching this year alone um that i've invested just to make sure that i was on it not to mention See, the coaching from the prior years uh and here i am just buying self-help books thinking i got this under control it started with that it really did it started right. with that right you know right. um it started with free content off the internet mm-hmm 
And then fucking, you know, I Googled how to be happy with tears in my fucking eyes. Yeah. And this beautiful fucking whitewashed man named Brendan Burchard, who is so not somebody that you would expect to see me vibe with, he spoke to me. But I have this weird obsession with like older, successful white dudes. <laughs> yeah, like like Napoleon Hill and like all that shit. Right, See, right. that's I went I went deep into that thinking that was going to be a not just personally motivating, but a a business mindset right. as well. So after first wife, I was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to become the best version of me that I know how right. to be. And I I went right. to like marketing classes and went to all these motivational raw shit for like oh, years and learned all these like sales techniques and read all these books to help think of a way to be a relevant did it all like <laughs> like like did it fucking all thinking that that was gonna you know solve all my problems and did it get all my shit back did it, did it build my life back for right. sure but right. was i happy when i was over no because i didn't fix any problems i hyper focused on what i thought was going to make me successful as opposed to what i thought was going to fix me and you didn't focus on healing no i was like it was spite I'm getting my house back. I'm getting my car back. I'm getting my bike back. I'm going to do it better. I'm getting a better house, a better car. Fuck you, bitch. I'm putting my shit back together. First right. wife, sorry. That's going to fly. I don't talk to people like that, and I apologize. But that's right. how it was. That right. was my life. Everything I did wasn't out of a place of I need to grow and better myself. It was I'm getting all my – because I walked out, bro. I would fucking – you can have it all. Take my name off of everything. Out. Yeah, well, that that spite. Fuck right. you all. Same. You ruined your nothing. life. Fuck you. I'll do it without you. And you know yep. that's why. That's why. Also, when I talked about my ex wives, I take the responsibility for what I've done too. You know sure. what I'm saying? There's some fuckity shit on both sides, right? I wasn't sure. a perfect human, and I'm still not a perfect human. One of the things I love about Donna so much is the fact that she loves me when I'm imperfect. Yeah. And she'll help nurse me back to health but she'll also spank me when I need it. You know what I'm saying? When I need to fucking be told, hey, you need but a that's fucking a, correction. Mm -hmm. That's a trust level most people don't have, though. Most people take a correction as offense and, and something do. that is, and it's, it's. <laughs> I do. The next but, day you realize but, it was worth but it. But you have the trust level to implicate right. that as opposed to internalize and maul and be like, now I'm mad at you. Right. And use it as a, a disposition as opposed to an, like a, a yeah. Yeah. No, totally, man. And that and that's the thing, you know, when I, I remember reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was driving around with with my fucking car that broke down the month after I bought it on Valentine's Day, it broke down two months after fucking my wife left. So like I'm in the happy days. Right. I'm in the cornfields of Indiana, but I was listening to fucking Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm -hmm. the whole time. And like, I named my car rich because we was going to be rich one day, dude. I'm in a fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm using a comforter to drive around because my heat doesn't work. I'm, I'm going to my son's basketball games, embarrassed in this fucking car. Cause I'm a fucking car guy. I love fancy cars. Right. So, you know, I'm over here like, Oh, what a loser I am. You know, what girl is going to date me and fucking right. my kids probably embarrassed of me and, I'm listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, knowing that me and Rich is going to make it through this. And we're going to be rich one day. Love it. You know? And I manifest yeah. that. And I'm financially stable. But I still have to stay on top of myself. 
Right. Because if I don't pay attention, I hate my life. Even on beautiful days with my beautiful mm -hmm. fucking house and my beautiful fucking pool, my, my fucking backyard has fucked up my life. I can't go on vacation and appreciate their pool anymore because <laughs> my backyard is sick. Man, you want to come hang out in the hood with me for a little bit? No, for real. <laughs> no, so uh, when, when I was in my early 20s, I used to work for a super prestigious high-end dry cleaner. Like I had to have security background checks. And um, oh, to go on the to go on the property that I was just previously mentioning, they were one of our high-end clients. Um, so like I um, was exposed to a level of wealth um, that mm. put put my life on a, a you kind of fucking up, bro. Like you, you're the delivery guy, you know? <laughs> like, and so, um, to, to be in the $5 million plus houses all day, every day, um, I, man, I got to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna swoop through the hood real quick, roll the windows down, take like nine deep breaths, smell the burnt rock, smell the, you know, gasoline on the street fucking wind smells like someone's cooking something that's already burnt okay see that house all its windows are broke my windows aren't broke my car just started that guy's working on his right okay all right all right we're doing okay that guy's strung out i'm not strung out anymore i got my shit under control i'm good there let's drive home okay so it allowed this moment of false appreciation and it was yeah. the worst way to, it was the worst way to do it. Um, instead of being grateful and going home and being like, Hey, yay, I'm super thankful. I had to do the opposite. I had to go hate on somebody else in order to get that appreciated feeling. Well, no, so, and, and it's not hating on somebody else as much as it is like, dude, one day I was really fucking mad. I was supposed to go to a fucking amputee wake surfing thing. And I was waking up at like five in the morning to go do this. Well, my baby, he wouldn't go to sleep that night. And I would, Donna was afraid for me to leave. And I was like struggling because I was mad at her for being afraid of me to leave. But I was also afraid to leave because it was a three hour drive each way. Yeah. So like I threw a tantrum and I threw a fit and I, you know, I went through my shit. And then she convinces me to stay home. Well, I think it was just a better idea to stay home. Right. I so we say I stay home. We decided to go to my tattoo shop that day. I fucking walk in and there's Gary Miracle. Who is that, you ask? He's a man with no arms and no legs. Someone you needed to meet that day. Yep. And he comes, I come into the shop. He's like, I've been dying to meet you. I'm like, I am so happy I met you. Because all yep. us amputees, we want to know each other. Because we understand the That's struggle. Rad. You know? That's um, So... And I was really bummed out. I was like, I was supposed to be wakeboarding, wake surfing today with amputees so I could get my amputee fix so I could be around that energy so we could cry together and talk together and grow together and fucking deal with this together. And I didn't right. fucking get that. And I'm fucking mad and I didn't get that. And then I walk into my studio nine minutes from my fucking house and Gary Miracle, fucking 10 amputees and one is sitting there. With like the power of a miracle. And fucking man, I'm seeing him with his fucking nubs and he's fucking holding his phone up with his nubs and he's using his phone with his fucking nubs, typing and shit. He's got a fucking Jeep, uh, the, the, the Jeep truck thing sitting out in the fucking parking lot that he drives on his own. He's got his beautiful fucking daughter and his beautiful fucking best friend with him. And these people are just loving him and fucking 
happy to be there and he's happy to be there. And he tells me about, dude, I lost my leg December fucking 20th of 2019. This motherfucker lost all four limbs on New Year's Eve. Uh. Went to a fucking coma because he had fucking strep or some shit. And it went septic. And he ended up losing his fucking, his limbs from uh, below the joints. So he's, he's got joints, he's got elbow joints, and he's got knee joints. Fine. And I walk in and I fucking see him that day. And fucking he, he changed my life in those moments, man. Now I'm going to tattoo it's... him tomorrow. I'm so excited that I get to go and tattoo Gary tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I get to be with these people in real life. So, you know, yes. Well, you say, like, it was a shitty way. Like, no, I'm not putting Gary down at all. I'm just saying I am so fucking inspired by the fact that he overcame so much more than I feel like I overcame that I can fucking use his inspiration to guide me. And you I, use those people's fucking situation to guide you. That's right. you've, you've got a very negative self view because you've probably not fucking had the fucking support that you needed your whole life. Your little fucking child, little baby Ben inside is hurting like fucking crazy. And he doesn't fucking know how to be loved. He doesn't know how to fucking feel good because no one fucking taught him that. So when you go do something that makes you feel good, you fucking feel bad immediately because church made you feel bad about anything that fucking felt good. Yeah. Undeserved. Undeserved. Bro, I got a fucking life-changing settlement from losing my leg. And you know how fucking hard it is for me to accept that? I still have a fucking negative relationship with money and I still don't like to receive. I want to want. I don't want to receive. Because it's easier to want and fall short than it is to receive and fucking thrive. Because you're guilty. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, Ink Mag put a video out about me losing my leg. I watched it twice. Once when it came out because I really needed to see it. And it was an interview of me and then them splicing it together with beautiful music and all kinds of shit. It was gorgeous. I love it. It fucking, it kills me and I love watching it, but I've only watched it twice because it hurts really bad <laughs> to like relive Very it. emotional right. video. Right. Very emotional video. Like I yeah. ugly cry fucking hard a lot. Um, and Donna decided at the end of the video when I'm at like the peak of vulnerability, she's now going to read all of the positive comments to me. For a fucking hour, dog. For a fucking hour. I sat there holding myself and shaking and ugly crying and physically in pain because I couldn't receive all that good. Yeah. And that was this year. Like, <laughs> so for all the growth and all the positivity and all the love and all the good that I have and that I do, there's so much to battle through. Yeah. I, I used to be the guy that could fucking take hallucinogens and go get a fucking pedicure. Now, if I fucking take the same amount of hallucinogens, I'm probably going to pop open with all kinds of fucking sad feelings and I'm scared as fuck to do them. So like I'm starting to get into a, a, a microdose regimen to help me with some of that pain. Mm -hmm. Cause I, dude, I read the fucking self-help books. I pay the fucking tens of thousands of dollars in fucking coaching. I fucking do the fucking work. 
I fucking listen to books when I'm reading other books. I've usually got about three to five books going all at one time in my life. I'm constantly journaling every day and every night in the morning and at night. Fucking I meditate it, when I wake up, like I wake up like two hours before I wake up and I pop in a headphone and then I fucking turn on like YouTube meditations, guided meditations. And then I go back to sleep to program my subconscious. Like, dude, I do a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And I still hate my life sometimes. And I still have to fucking reframe my thoughts. And I still have to battle unworthiness. That's and tough. I still have to battle not being able to receive. And I still have to practice receiving. Yeah. And my dad's dead and I still have to work on the relationship I had with him. Because nothing that we go through has any fucking thing to do with anybody else. It's all what the fuck is going on inside us. If I am not the problem, there is no solution. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. My favorite part is Kyle's reaction to what we're doing together. <laughs> Me and Kyle did some shit like this. But I wasn't in my power that day the way I am now. You remember, Kyle, I was fucking terrified. Yeah. I, you remember the one time you and Lauren were on and like you guys were both dead from the convention. And I was like, I'm feeling like you guys don't want to be here. So I'm having a really hard time being here. Fuck. Yeah. And it's, it's taken 11 episodes now for me to be like, oh, wow. No, I actually enjoy doing these episodes and I feel good about it. And I and and now I'm not afraid nobody's going to come to the fucking party because fat kid Robbie when he was having his 13th birthday party, looked down and realized I'm having a pool party and I got stretch marks on my stomach. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Nobody's going to come. And if they do come, they're going to see how fucking losery and fat I am. Holy shit. So now I think everybody's going to show up to my pool party and see my fucking stretch marks. And even worse, they won't even show up. And the one person that did is going to tell everybody else what a loser I am. And the funny thing is that doesn't happen. Right. Show yeah. up and tell me how fucking sweet dick I am and how fucking great the things I'm doing are and how wonderful my fucking knowledge is. The knowledge I didn't even realize I possessed, but I've been right. fucking working so hard on cultivating that why the fuck didn't I realize I possess it? Because if you're fucking digging trenches and you look back and be like, oh, there's no trenches there. What the fuck? That's stupid. Sir. If you build houses and say, I don't do anything in this world, I haven't built anything. No, that's not true. You fucking house people. And I build fucking houses in people's heart for them to fucking hold space for themselves, for them to love themselves, for them to heal themselves, for them to fucking tap into their fucking inner child, for them to get fucking weird and breathe and cry. Bro, I fucking love making people cry. Not because I like fucking seeing people cry, but because I know that we all fucking need it. And so many of us are so fucking afraid to do it that if we just fucking did it, we'd be better. Yeah. Dog, I got off a fucking call with one of my coaches yesterday and he's like, you need to fucking go on a live video right now and speak from the heart because I love where you're at right now. And so I did. And it was ugly, son. I fucking cried hard, like real hard. 
and talked about how fucking fake I feel and how much of an imposter I feel like and how fucking I don't feel like I'm doing anything good in this world. The fucking title of the video was I've been lying to you. It was because I've been lying to my fucking self and I've been hiding the fucking progress I've been getting from my class. I've not been talking about that anywhere except in our private groups. I'm not telling people, yo, look at what the fuck we're doing. Look at look at this person fucking acknowledging their fucking their father's fucking stronghold on their life from years ago. And look at this person fucking realizing how they've been fucking holding on to their trauma. And now they're fucking working through it. Like, dude, I got people fucking cracking open left and right in this fucking group. I got people that are afraid to ask for fucking help telling me, hey, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I don't understand your class yet. So then it gives me the opportunity to open up and say, well, guess what? Y'all knew I didn't know what I was doing. I told every single one of y'all that, but I knew enough to start. So if you're not understanding, help me help you understand. And class, please help them help me help them understand. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. And you know what happened from her saying that? I found fucking two people have brought up so many different fucking ways that they're using my lessons to help them heal and change their life. That they're different fucking, channels. Yeah, dude, they're streamlining it for us. One of the people said, she goes, I have column one, column two, and column three. Column one is who I am, where I am now. Column three is who I want to be and where I want to be. Column two is where I feel with what do I have to be to get to column three? And that came from Tuesday that, nights. Class. Wait, that's, that's, that sounds so goddamn simple. It is. Things in life are simple, but it's not easy. That's, but that's the most complicated, like the actual implication yeah. of what you just said. <laughs> you, you turned a, a month of work to four words. <laughs> yeah. Column A, B, and C. Yeah. And that was something that one of the students gave me, man. Because they believe in me enough to help me help others. Right. Well, and all of these people that are, right, um, all of these people that are seeking help have probably on some level had other avenues of exploration for help um even 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 if it's books they've read things they've listened to other things they've tapped into other lines of feed tap rooting is the 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 thing of knowledge like your 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 network's worth right so if you're not using the availability of using their knowledge to your gain that's that's the point of life like is to absorb the people around you like everything right Yeah. yeah dude Dude, one so of, taking uh, taking that mindset into the availability of how much information there is on how to you can't read every self-help book. No, but you talk can't. to 500 people and I bet you they're all there. And, and all that knowledge is encompassed. And not everything is going to work for you. And right. that's the, that's the point of this course. Not everything works for everyone. And that was one of the things that we went over like, okay, so one of the people in the class, bro, so there we go. So because that one person was scared to ask for help and she, she was afraid to hurt my feelings by saying, I don't understand the class yet. So this other person in the class came up with this fucking spreadsheet 
on all these different therapies and modalities to help yourself down to do it with a, a, a practitioner first, safe to do on your own. And like all these different things and resources Jeez. and all this stuff. One of my fucking students did that for me, but they did it for themselves and they fucking shared it with the class. But that open platform is not available most of the time. Exactly. So, so, so to have that mindset of we are in this together, we're yes. taking these steps together, we're yes. looking at this project together because yeah. the end goal for everyone is the same the path is always different so to use that open like that to, you're you fucking me, genius right? and i love you dude and i'm not a genius you know why no because no fucking, i stole this information from other people because good artists steal bad artists copy so <laughs> <laughs> well you still have to duplicate bud you still have to believe it yes. preach it and learn it and no. absorb it and have it and Absolutely. make it your own it's the same as good art i can't walk away and put picasso just because i fucking looked at one you can't right. take this stuff right. and implicate it if it's not on your heart and on your mind so yeah. it it's so, not going to just know, sick because you regurgitated the information hey thank you and i receive that i receive that yeah. compliment with open hands i receive it with an open heart and that's and that's part of the practice when i just stopped you and said no, I don't receive this. I stopped you again and said, yes, I do receive this. Because that first fucking, the, the first speech pattern was I don't receive, right? I didn't do this. I stole this, right? No, I fucking did. Because how many thousands have I put in? How many hours of work have I put in? Yeah. How much fucking stress and worry and insecurity have I fucking put in? How many fucking times have I cried in front of the fucking camera just to fucking be vulnerable and honest and real so people can fucking feel that that's okay so men can fucking cry so women who are also told not to fucking cry can cry like the person that made that fucking spreadsheet bro her father wanted a boy like so much to the point where he got fucking hammered one night fucking made they both took off their shirts together and he's like i'm gonna teach you karate she's like yeah i'm gonna be a boy i'm gonna learn karate and so now She's learning how to get through all the boy stuff that was programmed into her so she could tap into her fucking divine feminine. And every time she cries, I get so proud. It's weird, man. I got this one mentor, Scott. He's a bigger dude than me. And so when he hugs me, he fucking envelops me. So like, I find. love his hugs. It's so yeah. good. And we're on a great fucking level and we get each other and we understand each other. And we're both leaders, healers, teachers, lovers, givers and receivers. But like when fucking something goes wrong and you realize it, Scott smiles. Big <laughs> smile. Because he's like, we're demon slaying right now. Connection. Dink. Neuropathon was a, a creation was just you carved that tunnel in your brain and your spark right. just hit. Most right. people don't realize that when you're going through these things, you're you're literally creating pathways in your brains to to feel different things. Your 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 mind is literally changing. And if you don't use those pathways, you don't exercise those pathways, you don't continue those lines of thoughts, yeah. and you don't exercise those thoughts, you're yeah. gonna root back to the easy self-hating paths that are ingrained in your brain. So watching someone create that, I can't imagine the yeah. self-fulfillment in that bro yeah. like i see that i feel that let's dude uh, so and the way the universe works is really cool because i've been needing to learn how to tap into my inner child and i've been looking for fucking therapy for that and it's really hard to find therapy for that so i think i just actually found one of my fucking like main ways to like help people um because 
hey, you want to fucking talk to your inner child? I learned how to do that so I can help you learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Really I'm simple, in. Right? Like, it was really simple for me. So I tattooed Kiki. When me and Kiki had a fucking consult, we cried together. In the consult. Her brother died. She was getting the, the tattoo covered up that she was getting with him. And it was closing a door, right? So me and Kiki fucking, we do this. We, we set up this appointment. We do the tattoo. The day I do her tattoo is the day after they did a local to me workshop, a healing workshop, local to me. So we're talking about all these things. She tells me that we have this workshop. I'm like, sign me up. And this was a $300 workshop. Bro, I spent $3,000 on one ticket to be in a room with Tony Robbins for four days. This was $300 to work like closely, fucking really fucking demon slaying, right? Nice. So I was like, whoa, so my poor relationship with money can't fucking get in the way. So I have to go do this healing. So I go to this workshop, right? First night, they send you home. Scott says, dress as your inner child. Dress as your three or four year old would dress tomorrow. Sorry, my son just texted me. Um, dress as your three-year-old yourself would dress. So I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know how to do that. But I learned in tattooing, when I don't know what it's supposed to look like or where the colors are supposed to go or what the colors are supposed to be, I wait. Right. I do what I know and then what I, what I don't know comes to me. So I was like, all right, my inner child is going to tell me something. Or at least I'll be able to fake it or whatever. You know, something will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up, wake up the next morning and it was a three-day intensive. And it was long days. So I woke up early, like at six or seven in the morning to get there on time. Um, so I wake up and I either am mad or crying in the mornings. Like those are my two easiest places to go to. When I'm normal and just like baseline comfortable, I'm like, wow, that's really beautiful. I didn't expect this. When I'm happy, I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? So like, it's really easy for me to tap into emotions in the morning. Um, so I woke up and I was laying in bed about to get out of bed. And I was like, hey, how would we dress? talking to my inner child how would you dress how do you want me to dress us and he made me pay for that answer because he had a statement he needed to make before he would answer and he says we don't play together anymore oh fuck he told me i don't play with him anymore man so then we had to have a good cry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we laid in bed together and had a cry about it. And then once we were done crying, I apologized. I thanked him. And I told him that I promise we're going to play together more. And then he fucking told me what I wanted to wear. I wore my pink fucking flamingo uh, swim trunks and my flip-flops and my Gryffindor shirt and my Gryffindor cloak. And wow. I left the house in my son's Chevy Spark <laughs> dressed like that. Love it. And that's how I learned how to talk to my inner child. All because of a fucking client that I had that has now become my soul sister. Is one of the people that I love so much. And when she did a fucking tarot card reading on me a couple weeks or a couple months ago, I was I was crazy in the head. And she goes, Are you playing? 
I'm like, shut up. Don't fucking talk to me like that, bitch. <laughs> right. I hate you, Kiki. Don't tell me the truth. Right. Right. <laughs> and people that people that understand you on that level can can really cut through the bullshit sometimes. Yeah. And uh, uh, Fawn actually did it to me the other day. Um, uh-huh. She was like, <laughs> sorry, let me work through this. Uh, she was like, Ben, it's you okay. Got a, you got a lot sometimes- of sometimes. That need <laughs> you got me a bunch today, bro. Uh, but she goes, man, it's it's okay. Sometimes people are gonna do nice things for you. <gasps> and I like we're 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 mid tattoo, and I just kind of rolled over and was just like, uh-huh. yeah, I guess I guess that's gonna happen. Sometimes some nice things, like I could I, I could process it. And then later that night, it was it was it was with somebody else that was in the room as well. And uh, later that night, it really hit me, and I was like, "Dude, you you get mad when people help." Ooh, you don't like to receive. You don't was told not to. I don't trust it. Right, right. You're afraid to. Who right. receives? I know the devil. Mm-hmm. Devil's trying to give me. <laughs> the devil. The t- <laughs> no one gives gifts. You have to fucking work for it. Like you know, like do like Bobby Boucher's that. mom. That's Everything's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you didn't earn that. You didn't work for that. You didn't. You didn't grind to get that. So it's not you don't deserve it, right? And then when somebody does something that you don't deserve, it's like, well, then I'm taking away from you. Yeah, because you worked for that. You know, I didn't. I'm not worth more than your work. Like that's disrespectful, bro. Like I'm a. I'm offended when people buy me Christmas presents. The former me, I don't know if you guys can see it, says on my chest, "My loss is your gain." Because I was totally at peace with giving away pieces of me for others' gain. Um, if you are okay with coming in here with uh, just waking up head and face, you're more than welcome to join. Um, Bring it. I'm on a podcast talking about stuff and like it's actually tattoo collecting 101, but I'm making people cry and shit. So. Yeah, it's your it's your thing. <laughs> it is my thing. <laughs> Got some tears no, t- that come out? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Apparently, you're good at pulling them. Um, but we 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 uh, we branch way off here at collecting. It's about collecting in life and the about the community and being okay. involved in the community and um, what we all have one thing to to focus on is we all collect tattoos. We all have different journeys. We all have different paths from and through that. But our commonality is tattoos. Absolutely. This is this is my little son Zen. Um, Hello. His middle name is Vision. Zen Vision. And it was gonna be his first name. We ended on Zen. Um, and really, one of the main reasons why Vision was so important to me to name him was because our fathers didn't teach us Vision. Truth. My vision was you might want to get a job with your hands. Right. You know. <laughs> Tony Robbins teaches about vision. It's very important. A lot of these business, every business dude, like super successful business dudes, if you don't have a vision, you are going to fail. Because if you don't, who is it? What is it? If you don't, if you fail to have a plan, you're planning to fail. Yeah. And vision is your plan. And it's like you said, you're dying for it, bro. Your therapist isn't helping you create a clear-cut action plan. Truth. 
and you need a clear cut action plan. Truth is, you don't need your therapist. You don't need me. You have that book. That's your guide. Who's just afraid to start? Because we're all afraid to start. Because if we start, what's going to happen? Is it going to break? Am I going to fail? Am I going to quit? Are people going to make fun of me? Am I going to feel even more or less than? And you get convinced into this. Well, you know what you need. You need is what you need is therapy, and you need to go talk to someone. And it's like it takes someone three years for me just to kind of go through the shit. Like you, you got a synopsis this evening. That was the briefest right. description <laughs> of yeah. fuckery. You got to kind of build up to that. Level. You can't, and that's. I can't look somebody in the eye the first time I like I am I'm I I'm I'm gonna say this I'm kind of proud for the amount I've talked today on air on record I don't I don't talk about my personal life on this show bro this right. is <laughs> so you bro so um when you get fed this line of you can't you need to talk you need to do this on with somebody else and, you, and i get that like i understand that the the space to communicate needs to be there but when I, I, you don't know the connection's not there you think you're doing it right you think you're plugging in you think you're doing what needs to be done but yeah man. dude so look check it out <laughs> i feel like all i do is bitch while i'm there and she goes uh-huh you're the right. expert on you you tell me right and like so that's why I like what I do differently because my programs are not cheap. They're an investment in yourself. Right. And the thing about the programs that I produce is they are here to help you cut time out of the in-between. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could do this work all on your own, but when you're stuck, who are you going to ask? You know, like coaches for, 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 for sports, they videotape their, their athletes. They talk to their athletes. They, they go over what they've done right, what they've done wrong, and how they can improve. That's what I'm going to do for you. So that, that athlete will go ahead and get, get themselves to peak physical condition and peak performance abilities. But with that coach, they're going to cut time out of that. They're going to get more precise. And they're going to have the outside vision and perspective and guidance. So, and that's why when you work with somebody to help you figure these things out, you're, you're getting a lot of the stuff you already know, right? Yeah. Most of my coaches give me shit I already know, but they, they present it to me in a way that I needed to hear and can hear. And then they give me permission. They give me permission to be fucking rad. They give me permission to be a fucking coach. They give me permission to cry. They give me permission to hurt. They give me permission to heal. And then they give me guidance on how to make it through all of it. Right. So when you're sitting there begging for guidance, like you've been doing and not getting it, you get to this frustrated point. But now I'm going to challenge you. Sit with yourself, figure out what it is you don't like about your therapist and force yourself. If you need to create a split between you and her, create an amicable split and be a grown up about it. And don't throw a mm -hmm. fucking separate tantrum at her. And don't put your shit on her. Maybe you guys just aren't aligned. And maybe she's just not strong enough to tell you that. Yeah. Or, or maybe that's just her practice. Maybe you'll get there 
with her 10 years from now. But the thing is, my programs and a lot of the coaches that are out there are looking to get you there faster. Right. So, you know, like maybe, maybe that, maybe what you're coming to her for isn't her skill set. You know, sit down with her and be like, what is your skill set? Because I feel like I'm not getting out of this what I expected to get out of this. So, could you create some clarity for me? Right. Because it was literally like, hey, find someone to talk to. And I went, who does my insurance deal with? Right. Who has my time slot? Let's do that. Right. And it might take you growing out of your comfort zone in ways that it isn't convenient for you and it isn't covered under your insurance. You know, or maybe your insurance has another another uh, therapist in there that'll be sweet dick and solid for you. But if but, it's not working for you, if it is broke and you can't fix it, ask for help. Yeah. It's just hey, one of those things because you don't you don't realize there's there's no one to say this isn't right. There's no one to say that if you're not getting what you want out of it, stop. Right. There's, who else? Who else do I have this conversation with? Right. I don't because I thought I was having it with somebody that was a paid professional. Right. right. And so when I thought I was doing the work, how do you even re, how, how am I? I didn't know I was doing it wrong. Right. Well, you're not even doing it wrong. You're just not. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You're, you're right. not doing you're not, something is always better than nothing. Right, exactly. But it's not it's not landing for you and it's not clicking and it's not connecting. That's why when the one person in my class said, hey, I don't understand this. Instead of being like, oh, well, you're not trying hard enough or you're stupid or, you know, I know what I'm doing. It's no, well, you knew I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew enough to start. And so thanks for the feedback. Let's fix this. Yeah, yeah. And the structure that I happen to fall into with this program makes it perfect because I spend two weeks on each pillar of the program. So the first week of this, or the, the you know, week four was how to dive into your toolkit, your emotional toolkit. Well, week five was providing clarity on what that looked like for everyone else. So that way we could help the one person that needed it, but ended up giving so many other clarities and so many other things for so many other people because that person asked for help. Right. So now you have to ask for help again. Yeah. And it's your turn to ask for help again. And if if this person can't provide it for you, then you find it elsewhere. Fair. Because, I mean, imagine if you had an external coach like me, and then you had a therapist that you really connected with, how far you could go, how fast. How much growth you could accomplish. How much you could stop hating yourself. How much you could start loving yourself, appreciating yourself, receiving. You could learn how to receive. Ben, you're allowed to learn how to receive. You're supposed to know how to receive. Your birthright is everything you've ever fucking wanted. And all you have to do is claim that shit. And don't worry, I'll send you a bill. That way you can feel like you earned this. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother. But seriously, man. That's you tough. You today and that's why we're here, right? And I it's needed tough. this authority. I needed to fucking be able to step into a room with authority because that's been a struggle for me. And talking to people like you that are me. 
Yeah, that's rare, brother. Let me tell you, it's very, very rare that in fucking wait, we've been talking an hour now. Um, to to learn this much about Ben Kyle, how long have you known me? A couple months, and yeah, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning right now. How much of that shit I'm needed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, very, very rare, especially on a uh, recorded event, for me to say anything about anybody in my life. So I wasn't mentally prepared. I knew slightly about your rad movement. And by that, I meant you were like, hey, embrace yourself and be happy. Um, I didn't know it was this deep. I'm going to be real. I don't I don't. I didn't know we were going to get this deep. So I was like, I know what Robbie's capable sucks. of, but man, he just went. Why the fuck did you <laughs> warn me, Kyle? There was no text message like, hey, bro, it's going to you might. Uh, nothing. Just let nice. me just let me walk into this. That's and, often. <laughs> and you know how synchronistic it is. Like Fawn messaged me on Instagram a while ago and said, like, hey, do you want to come on the tattoo collecting show? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't commit to a time because I just kept forgetting to look at my schedule and make it happen. Then I got the message tonight while I was on that other call. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? And, and I and I said at the worst, if if my son and and Donna are here, you know, like, are you guys cool with that? And she was like, yeah, that'd be even better. So like, yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So now I have nothing, nothing standing in my way. And then when I got off that call, Donna and the baby were asleep. So I was like, cool. Now it's perfect timing. So the universe set us up like this, man. So you want to hear something super crazy? Let me plug me huh. to me the other side of that. So. I, I got stuck at work today. I, I, I rode my motorcycle to work and where part of where I work is a motorcycle shop. I work in the other office next to it. I don't work on bikes. But so I rode my bike into work today and they're like, hey, let's do this then the other. I'm like, cool. So it ends up taking way longer. I'm stuck at work. I'm running late for podcast. I'm already stressed out. I uh, probably would not have came if Fawn wouldn't have been on the road because it was one of those days already where I'm like, you know, the bike's taking too long. This is going wrong. I had a parent teacher conference for my daughter who's in preschool this evening that I was like very, very uh, back and forth about going to because it's the first one. Um, her mom and I aren't together. So I feel it's very important for me to be engaged in those things. And I feel like I've been absent from them. So I had a lot of guilt with not being able to go to that. And like, so there was a lot built on me not coming to this and then Fawn's like oh uh, I'm on the road Fawn I love you because <laughs> I love you too Ben I've been listening oh, all she's, along oh she's <laughs> still with us yeah, I'm still with us. I've been here the whole time um, so like yeah hi brother Gosh, <laughs> she was in it's great to meet you we were supposed to talk tonight. Yeah, man. And I'm really, really glad we did. I am too. I am too. You know, one thing I think you probably went through as well, um, the narrative that I've learned is I grew up in a household where I wasn't seen. And I grew up in a room with no mirrors, so I couldn't see that I was a magical unicorn. No, because you were told what you were. Yeah, nobody told me I was magical. Yeah. Nobody Never. told me I was a unicorn. Well, because I was a burden. I wasn't magical. I was the last. I was the problem. I was the surprise. I was the learning disability. I was the special need. I was the driving out of time. I was always the last and always the burden. My dad hated fat people. I was the fat one. 
I was the loud mouth. I was fucking over, over opinionated. I spoke up too much. Yeah. I always talk back. I always had a different perspective. I was too much trouble. <laughs> I had to force my dad into fucking teaching me how to tattoo. Granted, I started my informal apprenticeship at 12 years old. <laughs> and mm. uh, because I, I wouldn't stop. Like, I wouldn't stop. I was so obsessed with it because my dad was a tattooer. So, like, I was obsessed with it. It was just what I needed. And then after my first divorce, my mom told me that my dad never believed in me. And furthermore, he didn't really like me for a while. Swallow that. Yeah. So now if I feel like a mentor or a father figure or somebody I look up to doesn't believe in me or doesn't agree with who I am, it breaks me. So when you put all this effort into uh, all these jobs and you pour your life into bettering somebody else and doing what you do and digging deep and giving everything you've got and it blows up in your face and you look at these guys and they're supposed to be lifting you up. Instead, they're keeping you back because you're their employee, not their fucking family. So you feel abandoned because you've done all this stuff to try to elevate this place and you get nowhere. So you just leave and quit and you start a new fucking career. You know, shit like that. Yeah, shit like that. My parents yeah, didn't want me to fucking expand the studio. Years. I worked in my parents' shop for 15 years and they held me back. I love them very much. And if I if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a tattoo career. But working with my family, they wouldn't let me go bigger. My business partner believes in me. I think that's why I'm in business with them. I love him to death, but like he doesn't really, he doesn't know tattooing as much as other than he's, he loves it. And he's been one of my great friends for over 20 years. And he knows how to run business. So I'm like, cool, he'll help me run the business. But really what I fucking have him in there for is to believe in me more so than anything I really feel like. Right. He's older so, than me. So I look up to him and I respect him. And he's still fun and we can smoke pot together. And like, he accepts me. And he believes in me. He believed in me I've so spent, much. I've spent a lot of time trying to get people to see that I'm not the perception of what people think I am or who I am or how I appear to be. And when you spend a lot of time over achieving, I hate to say it that way, but that's not how it is. Right. But like putting in that extra and feeling like you need to do more to prove yourself and and not getting that that congratulation and reciprocation and not it's stifling, bro. Like, Super stifling. So that's the fourth time you've talked about different things that you've made me leak about. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to you anymore on air. I think I have to mentally shut down from this conversation. Because yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't have. I'm gonna have to rewind this. We're already to the point where I'm like. What happened? Yeah, I know what that um, It's a lot at once. It's a lot at once. I haven't, I haven't talked about my family in fucking years. I don't. You stuff. You move on. You grow. You build. So you don't. You never dissect. And to do that here, I'm, I'm feeling pretty raw right now, bro. Oh, uh, but you're in a place where I do. You're loved, you're appreciated, you're looked up to, you're respected, you're revered 
for all the people mm-hmm. that didn't believe in you. Think about all the viewers that fucking rely on you that you don't even know. You are impacting people's lives that you have zero idea how much impact you've made. And you've changed people's lives just by being fucking strong enough to sit in the seat you're sitting in. I just got tattooed by a local artist uh, to me the other day. And he's like, man, you're all over reinventing. And to me, I made a, a text message to Gabe asking him if I could do a feelings show on reinventing. I love it. And that's how I got this opportunity. Because I, I guessed it. it with Gabe at Off the Map years ago. And we made a connection back then. And the reason why I wanted to do a feelings show and the reason why I brought Gabe up about feelings is because he would always say, I thought I smelled feelings when he'd seen me out after that. (laughs) I love it. I never thought I would be revered, respected, appreciated, and in the seat that I'm in. Always wanted to. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just a shop hanger around, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not. yeah, like something bigger than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I've I've oh. I've never felt like I've earned a place in this ring. Like because I I'm I'm not a tattooer. I'm not an artist. I don't paint. Don't I don't, I'm not. And what? I think Robbie's trying to tell you that this is your place in the ring. Right. I know. Own I was it. getting there. I just had a right. I had a circle to get through before I got there, Fawn. Well, you know, and, and <laughs> it seems like it seems like Fawn's very in tune with what's going on here. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. which is why I think she reached out to me. Um, I think she set me up. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we do that to people sometimes on accident. <laughs> I, did, I knew it was going to get deep, but I, I didn't expect you guys to connect quite like this. I, it's been pretty awesome to listen to. That's why I've just kind of been silent because you guys have had the most magic conversation. Air hugs. Yeah, magical is, is how I would describe it as well. Air hugs. It's funny because my class is the Rad Academy powered by the magical motherfucker method. <laughs> because what are tattooers going to sign up for other than a class that has a curse word in the name <laughs> it makes them feel safe right and this is home fuckers are everywhere adjective right. use it for good bad ugly indifferent things you don't know like most versatile word in the english language right all encompassing fuck mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then, you know, like, if you want to dig deeper than that, Tony Robbins uses aggressive language on purpose at certain times to invoke certain emotions with people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's game, Gary, Gary V preaches it's the yeah. inner self. So if right. if your natural self is to fuck a lot and you say that and you move that and be that, why are you stifling yourself for anybody? Right. Um, and that's that. I think that has a lot to do with being heavily tattooed. I think that has a lot right. to do with 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 pink dreads and expressing yourself and being loud and being yourself and being in public. And I, I, I've struggled with that for a long, long, long time. I started getting tattooed because it built a bubble. It built a, a if you don't want to get to know me you can stay the fuck away from me and save me the time of interaction with you you narrow-minded piece of fucking shit i don't want to know you and that way you can't hurt me ding you can't hurt little ben right because he's still scared he's still sad and he still just wants to fucking why why you gotta do it again man like (laughs) you you just get keep moving back to that here, here, here. Look, man. Here's a hairless cat. It'll make you smile. I want to, I want to pet the kitty. 
You brought the kid on. You got me for a second. I was distracted. I was like, hey, babies. But nope, nope, right back. No, it's, it's insane, though. It's, it's. I need to thank you so much for acknowledging my power because, dude, I have, I have had a very hard time stepping into my power. I've had a dude, very hard time I, using my superpowers. I have. <laughs> I told you I used to go to Rob meetings for my job. Like motivational speeches, I've, I've I've listened to millions of them. I've read so many books and listened to so many people tell me how I should be thinking and what to do. I've talked to you for an hour. You know more about me in an hour. And now whoever the fuck else is going to listen to this recording, <laughs> welcome to my inner life. Because I mean, you're you willing to listen. Yeah. Because you were willing to have the conversation because you knew where to take the conversation. You know how to say, this isn't ego. This is humble. This is help. Uh, fuck your power is bigger than you even think. I don't do this. I especially don't do this in public. I especially don't do this in front of a microphone. It's, 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 we can thank my dad for that. I had a six foot four Cuban man that was too tough that I was always trying to crack him and always trying to break him. One of my favorite things to do was make my dad laugh. Wow. And when I made my dad laugh, man, it was like the gods laughing because he fought it so hard. And then when he fucking laughed, whoosh, boom, which is why I know how to break through people. So I use my intuition and I use my skills from my past that used to bother me. Dude, before my dad died, he would call me Dr. Phil in a mocking fashion. Bro, I got into a straight up like, fuck you at my dad when he's sitting on his fucking recliner in his house one day. Talking about, you, you gonna call me Dr. Phil, motherfucker? You think this is funny? You wanna fucking know what I really do, you stupid son of a bitch? I fucking help people. You're afraid of your fucking feelings. Like I went all in on him about that shit. And you're and still, wait, 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 wait. And you're still not claiming your own power? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, hold on. You just yeah. fucked with me again. Yeah. So in all this, you still don't see that. I see your whole page is <laughs> see the magic. Yeah. So the work doesn't stop. Never ends. Never ends. There's never a fix. It's a mindset. Life sense, dude. I can't read another book and fix, fix the problem. That's why I've read hundreds of books. Because I've been trying to fix me. But you know what has happened? Fuck you. <laughs> I woke up the other day. I think it was like two or three days ago. I realized I am no longer angry every morning. That's beautiful. You know how fucking powerful that was to feel that? That's beautiful. I was on the elliptical with my fucking 21 year old in the gym. And I was like, bruh, I didn't even realize like, I'm not fucking angry in the mornings all the time anymore. I've been working for this for years. So the thing is, no, you don't get to quit working, but you do overcome things and they will come back to you sometimes and you will have to fight that battle again. 
See, I've been doing this sort of thing where it's like I, I build this thing up and I do all this work and I think I'm in that moment. I feel like I'm in that bubble and I'm in that high and I've got all my fires. All everything's in the right order and I'm fuck yeah, Ben, you did it again. And then you're this leaves and that breaks and that fails and that falls apart and this changes and that shifts and now you're sad. Because, because those are opportunities for growth and self-awareness and introspection and self-discovery. But instead, you decide to go to the easy route. And then and you stay there for a little bit, but then you build again, right? Because you and I it's a five-year gaps at this point. Right. But you know what? When you get dude, I was on the I was on a call with one of my coaches the other day, and we were gonna go through a situation where a man that I look up to that I respect allegedly said I'm uncoachable. And I wanted to work through that. But then instead I was like, you know what, Carla, I'm so fucking tired of my relationship with money. I want to work on that instead. Fuck this. I know that that has something to do with my dad and that's something I'm working on. And you know, my relationship with family and parents and all that fine, but I'm fucking tired of my relationship with money. Can we fucking work on this? Cause I need to, I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm, I'm quite fucking stable financially. If I look at the three houses that I have ownership stake in, and the fucking, because two of them are fucking investment properties, the fucking Edward Jones accounts, the crypto accounts, the tattoo shop, the coaching, like, dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a way where I should worry about money. But even in the position I'm in now, I still act like a 17 year old kid that has to break open the piggy bank to fucking buy pizza. And the thing is, you teach what you need to learn. And one thing a lot of coaches have told me is the people that are going to learn from you are just a few steps behind you. The dudes that I all look up to and the women that I all look up to, whether they're older or younger than me, have just figured out a few of the things I need to figure out. So when they tell me I go through this too, I'm like, yes, now I know you're human. You're not infallible. You're not God and you're not perfect. And I'm not being held to an unrealistic standard when I'm around you. You're telling me I fuck up too. So let me teach you how I don't fuck up or what I do when I do fuck up so we can come back to human and healthy and happy and whole. And in this environment, there's an instant trust, dude. I've in in, in having somebody that is like-minded, open-minded, heavily tattooed, living the 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 same. To go into the the chick that uh, grew up in Oxford House and drives a Beamer, and we're on different levels. We're not the same people. We didn't come from the same group. We're not in the same family to have somebody like you in the family is is huge there was instant trust with you with me instant and that's part because of I, I knew yeah. because we are in the same group we, we are in the same family you may not feel like you belong in the tattoo world but you you feel like you belong in the tattoo world because you are one of us you're a part of us it's it's a place i found acceptance all these right. years of looking for family the tattoo world is the land of misfit toys. Me and Kyle talked about this type of shit too. You know, it's like, it's where are we from? Show, man. 
It's where we come to feel good. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's where we come to feel normal. Right. It's not even good. It's, it's, it's put myself around people that even are even slightly aligned with my point of view. Right. It's our church. Toy Story 3, uh, Lotto Huggin' Bear, you know, he took all the fucking misfit and broken toys and he created like this angry, evil little cult for them to feel safe and happy and whole. Yeah. Yeah. And the lesson was you don't have to go to that angry, evil cult. You can go and be the land of misfit toys with other misfit toys and not have to burn shit down. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit on fire. Yeah. Bro, I am real good at burning it down, son. <laughs> you want you want to fucking give me an opportunity to burn something down because we don't align? Bitch, I, I could show you. Yep. Because I don't need nothing from nobody. I got this. These are my boots. I put them on this morning. You yep. can fuck right off. I'll do yep. it myself. Yep. And have since I was yeah. fucking 10 years old. I have. And I know how to do this. So don't fucking tell yep. me how to do it different. Yeah. And then when you start looking for help and you don't get the help you're looking for, now you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? How do I do this? Oh, wait, I guess it's time just to struggle through it until you figure it out. It's your time to be sad. So you know what? You don't even look for help because you're sad because you know that's what's going to develop into the growth that you need. So you put yourself in this perpetual cycle of always being fucking sad and thinking that that's what's going to solve the problems. Right, right. I, but but that the doesn't fix feels good. it. Well, that you're not okay. right unless you're sad because you're not you're not supposed to be happy because sad's your place of comfort because that's your pathway. So and, when when things are right, you're guilty because they're not supposed to be right. So you start finding areas and ways to make those things be wrong and start nitpicking on things that aren't actually wrong and enveloping this idea and this train of thought that this can't be correct because of these little things. And now everything's disproportionate. Yep. And you're upset and you're mad about things that don't fucking exist. And you didn't realize all you needed to do was just find people that get you and cry and talk a little bit. Yeah, and so I sit here for three hours. Talk to my friends. This shit is therapy for you every week, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think about it that way. But just in a different way today. Because now you're in the hot seat. And me, Kyle, and Fawn are kind of sitting here like, ha, 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 we didn't know this was going to happen, but we love it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in. I'm hard in. Like, right. don't get me and, wrong. Like, but Right, you are. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't be getting so open if you weren't in. But, like, now you actually just got permission. You got permission from the universe that you're allowed to heal. And you got, you, you got highlighted, like, you just went to the next level. Like, when you're playing video games and your character levels up, you didn't know you could have that strength and ability, but that next level brought you there. You just got leveled up to realizing, holy shit, there are answers out there. And the ones that I've been pursuing aren't the ones for me. Remember when you said earlier that when you learn something new, it carves a path in your brain? <laughs> Did you just watch my light bulb? Did you just watch my light bulb? There, there's, some, there's some electrons going on in there. Oh, and this is why this is why I'm so thankful to the reinventing community. Yeah. Because like I have a platform to do this with other guys like me, other humans like me. And this is the loving Donna. I'm loving Donna. I'm Ben. Nice hey. to meet you. Ben's been crying a lot. Yeah, he got me a bunch. Robbie does that to people, especially like it's kind of funny because the back porch here. A lot oh my of god. People cry on our back porch. This is the back porch of power? Technically. Wait, how yeah. Is it, is it three from. sides open? 
Do you have a lightning rod on top of the house? No, that's the one thing we don't have. Put one up. But we got a really sweet dick lighting situation that I didn't want to turn on because it would going to be um, uh, distracting. I mean, I think but <laughs> about now. <laughs> Love it. Love but yeah, it. dude, like, and uh, that's that is one of my superpowers. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Like... Well, blast off. That's rad. So one of my superpowers right. is being able to crack people open, man. Um, and that's and that's a power oh. that you see very, very obviously. And that's a power yeah. that I had a hard time settling into. But it, it was um like everybody that really knows me knows I'm a marshmallow. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes right. down to right. um the top exterior uh, yeah it's it's not a it is it was a reason not to talk it was a reason to avoid conversation it was a reason to not change people's minds um and and fun and i both are overly polite to to battle the stereotype of <laughs> every tattooed person is a criminal and it's almost uh tongue-in-cheek polite i will lay it on so thick because we grew up proper that i know that there's a default in conversation. You don't have to, you know, like, so I, that's kind of my favorite thing is watching people go, Oh, you, you don't steal cars for a living, do you? And I think that's what, I think that's part of what brought me into this position with being the motivator, the healer, the teacher, the lover, the giver, because it's like, okay, I can go ahead and like play this tongue in cheek game and be like, you know, like, ha, 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 I'm going to fuck with your head by being better than you thought I was going to be. But like, really, and, and like, there's nothing against that, right? Because that's very normal, yeah. used to that. Yeah. And like, it's kind of a fun game to play. But like, now that I realize my purpose is helping people, you know, because this conversation started on like, exactly like how I got into this. And I was talking about the tattooing, and then we kind of went elsewhere. Tattooing led me to coaching. Right because I've always been coaching people in the tattoo chair. And when you're a tattooer, you intuitively extract ideas out of people's brains. So when I'm talking to you and you, and I hear purple golf ball, you know, golf hat, you know, and then the guy says, yeah, my dad's favorite color was purple and he loved golfing and this was his favorite hat, you know? And you're like, oh yeah, cool. So I took that skill from tattooing and because I make people cry all the time, it, it, whether they work at the studio or they come into the studio um, or just in everyday life, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So this coaching thing is real. This is yeah. meant to happen. This is supposed to happen. And now I finally got the strength, the power and the, the ability to do it. And like, I just decided the other day I'm launching a, a second group coaching. Uh, like that's, that's going to start actively happening within the next week or two. Um, because uh-huh. like, I'm enjoying the group coaching so much. Uh, I do one-on-one coaching. That's high ticket. Um, that's for the, you know, for a few people that, you know, feel like I'm the right fit for them and we can work together. Um, but, you know, the group coaching is a little bit more financially palatable, uh, less time, uh, less time uh, dedicated to the program. Um, and you're in a group atmosphere. So we're all learning together. And like yeah. I said, you know, we're all growing together. So like, I am finally like, you know, I, I was scared that nobody would show up. So every time somebody would enroll, 
Donna would be like, huh, remember when you thought nobody would come? And then when I, <laughs> when I broke 10 people, remember when you thought you weren't going to break 10 people? And like, so, you know, yeah, now I have a 12 yeah. person uh, coaching program right now and we're all fucking loving it and it's all great. And when we don't get it, we talk about it and we grow together. And it's like helping me with my home communication. It helped me with communicating with myself. And so like, now I'm just ready to keep doing it. And because I took that step, because I took that imperfect action, now I'm able and ready to take more action. And because I see the beauty that's happening in my life and others' lives, because I've decided to step into this role, I'm ready to do more of it. And like, this is one of the first times I talked about offering one-on-one -on -one for high ticket, right? It scares the shit out of me to talk about that because of my relationship with money. Nobody's going to pay me to coach them what I pay other people to coach me. Right. How stupid but... is that? that doesn't make any sense when you say it out loud, right? That's so, the same as the tattooer never wants to raise his rate. Right. Yeah, well, I've been doing good at this rate for 10 years. Uh, Why don't I like? Because when you're fucking do. 75, you're going to need more than fucking 100 bucks an hour, you idiot. <laughs> you were better at, you're better now than you were 10 years ago. You know more now than you knew 10 years right. ago. Exactly. You've developed, you've grown, you've, you've, you've honed in, you've sharpened, um, you weren't offering one-on-one -on -one or however it worked. You, you've developed these new things. Like, um, Dude, and set, I did set offer, your market, bud. Go I for offered it. them in the past and they didn't work for me. You know, I got on like two or three fucking calls to try and enroll people. And like a lot of them wanted to talk to me because they liked me from TV or they liked me from social media. And they just kind of wanted to get next to somebody that like they looked up to but they didn't want to actually get coached by me and I didn't have any structure and I didn't put any thought really into it other than I got coached by a guy and now I want to coach other people because I knew I needed to do this, but I was afraid to do it. So like I let that failure stop me for another couple of years until I invested in more coaching and, and just gave myself more space to realize, holy cow, I am actually helping people. And I know I will start booking one-on-one -on -one clients before the end of the year comes. Yeah. It's going to happen. I just have to allow myself to believe and receive. And so while this did a lot for you, it's, you don't realize how much that's hard to say me. even yeah. believe and receive. Like that's not even a, no, you work and you earn. No, you can believe and receive. That's it's, and you can work it's and just, earn a lot wide. It's the tyranny of or. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and that. One of my coaches, he keeps saying, he's like, I see you as a tattooer. I see you as a coach. But you're they're not separate, dude. Right. Now I'm going to start. What's that? Because you're not separate people. Right. You're the and same so, person no matter what you do. Right. So now I'm announcing the end of my paternity leave soon on social media. And I'm going to go back into the shop only two days a week. And I'm going to be marketing tattoo soul sessions. Because I only offer full day rates. Because if I'm going to the shop, you need to book me for the whole day because he's more important than being at the shop all the time. So I'm gotta, I've got to manage my time in the studio importantly and properly. And that way I can give the love attention and preference to the people that are in the studio. So now if you're working with me all day, now that gives you the opportunity 
to crack open, heal some things, and leave with a souvenir that is this new sweet dick tattoo. Yeah. Well, not even that. You're 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 giving the the client the respect as well. So yeah. you're looking at it as you're giving your family the respect. You know, and that is absolutely 100% true and the most important thing of all of this. But you're also allowing your space to give the client the focus that they deserve and that they are seeking and paying for and wanting to be involved in. So when you get half-assed from somebody, when you build this expectation up in your head and you go in somewhere, that's where, that's where you read grounds for disappointment. So if, if you are dedicating 100%, you're not focused in five other areas. You're not doing 14 other things. You're able to spend that time. You're doing what's right by your client as well. Right. It, it, it is just as beneficial for them as it is for you. And that's, right. that's a yeah, different perspective. When, when you're in a walk-in, when you're in a walk-in situation, I could only, like, I can give 10 people a bit of my heart, but if I give one person my whole heart for the whole day, right? imagine what kind of beautiful things can come from that. Right. Uh, what's, what I mean? what's it? Don't, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Right. Exactly. Right. And you know, like right. I, I would love to like to see other people marketing healing and tattooing in one why am i not um, the guy doing it yeah the, the the there's other people that do it and i'll i'll, I'll hook you up with them all fair um right. i don't know how much they want me to name drop them on air so like i'll, I'll definitely send you that love but like um right. it, it is exactly that people that are using that as their therapy sessions um yeah. I, I know someone that's literally in school right now using it as a, a thesis to build upon for using tattoo as healing i mean it's it's been a um outside of the united states tattooing has been a birthright and a rite of therapy and a rite of passage and and, and reasons to calm and, and be part of a community and it's a, it's a different thing and if we take yeah. that spirituality and put it back into it and use it as a time to be open and honest and vulnerable and and yeah. yeah yeah i felt that and yeah. and there's a lot of other people that look at it that way as well i just don't know how much um freedom i have to discuss there yeah, no, <laughs> and i don't want to disrespect it's anybody cool. it's cool to know that it's out there you know it's cool to yeah. know that i'm tapping into something that the world needs you know one of, um, one of the statements that i read every day mm -hmm. uh is i'm my i'm going to be on i am on great stages delivering the message that the world needs delivering my unique message that the world needs because i'm destined to speak on a tony robbins stage that's just something i have to do it's a goal of mine right like Love it. i used to read tony robbins book books uh brendan burchard was taught under tony robbins so like it's just a very big thing for me and and tony is amazing he's brilliant he's intelligent as fuck and he gets right. the point and so like that's one of the things i know i'm gonna do and i manifest that and so like manifesting the soul sessions and finding other people like Tony Robbins in the tattoo industry that are doing the soul sessions mm -hmm. makes me realize, holy shit, there, there, there's one dude um, in Florida. He, uh, he's, he does a lot of this work um, and we found each other through the internet. So Love it's it. like, it's really The cool. amount of shops that are named ink therapy. Yes. Is in, I, I love it. No disrespect, but it, it surprises me that, um, I would just I would just start googling that and calling those shops and and say hey what is who who wrote the name let me talk to them right <laughs> because right. why 
are you considering this therapy and what spirituality are you providing? Not the whole shop. I get it. Some people work at a shop because it's a busy right. shop, not because they believe in the mantra. So talk to me, the person that wrote the mantra. And if you believe that ink therapy is not just a catchy fucking name, let's link up. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's yeah. develop that. And let's put a program in place to where you can offer support. Because do you know how many times someone said that I can talk to somebody that's in my community about this to me? Zero. Mm. one fucking time did I think to look inside our family for this hope. And when I that's was, not what this is. This is fun was, zone, bro. I come I here to ignore my feelings. It, dude, when I was dying for it, I knew I needed to create it. Right? Right? And that's what this is for me. This is my distraction. This is where I come to laugh. This is where I come to smoke pot and be fucking myself and talk about my day and be open and be myself and laugh and be rude to Kyle because he knows I love him. But you didn't know you could come here to heal. Wasn't looking for that. You were. You didn't here to know it was here. Right, right. I didn't know to look inside for it. Like, yeah. this was my distraction. I didn't... I, now it gets to be a modality to healing rather than just a distraction. Yeah. Which, in I mean, all honesty, it was always the search for common ground, commonality, like-minded people, feeling of community, feeling of wealth, feeling of, of involvement, feeling of love, feeling of, that's this, that's what everybody that's trying to join this club's looking for. You don't get a tattoo because you have this design urge to get a tattoo. No one wakes up with never seeing one in their life and thinks, I think I'm just going to draw on my skin today. No, you see a culture and you see a group and you see an outsidedness and you see a different point of view and you see an outside of the mainstream that you really just want to have some sort of connection with because there's some sense of family and longing and belonging and, and subculture that you're allowed to vibe with. And all you got to do is show up to be involved in it. And that's rare. And I don't care what anybody says. That's why we all got tattoos. Because we saw somebody that was older than us that we thought was cool as fuck that had a fucking tattoo. Yep. That's why we all did it. I don't care. What, I will argue with any other person that says otherwise. I love. No Kyle. one looked at a tattoo magazine and was like, I don't even like that. And then went and got <laughs> a bunch of tattoos. It doesn't happen. Yeah. I love. I love covering my body with tattoos because it gives me control over exactly what I want my body to look like. Sam, you know, dude, Sam. when I see when I see the tiger tail from my back piece, when I look over my shoulder, I'm like, damn, I got my back piece started, sucker. You know, oh, like I got yep. this new forearm jam and I'm like, holy cow, I'm covering my old sleeves with beautiful, new, amazing, high quality tattoos. Ooh. I don't have to look like a tattooer anymore. I get to look like a tattoo collector now. <laughs> <laughs> so. The next time you're on this show, because yeah. it's going to be soon. Dig it. We're going to talk about your tattoo collection. Yeah. Because it's a long There's one. a journey in the recover. Yeah. And there's a journey in finding the elevation. And there's a journey in what it takes to recognize a skill set in somebody that's just not a tattooer, but somebody that can cover whatever the fuck is on your arm. And I think <laughs> that is a whole nother ball of wax that I would love to dove through. Oh yeah, dude, I've got, I've got this one. It's kind of hard to see right now. Let me see if I can, uh, it's from the video game Ratchet and Clank. And it's All right. a robot. But like, love it. 
he's direct like you can see the bear up there that's solid the as shit he okay blasted the fuck over that yeah it's super <laughs> solid and it's still healing um that's jake swift uh saturday morning tattoos on instagram jake okay. swift on facebook uh phenomenal tattooer he's in coco right like 30 minutes from me um and he was awesome and beautiful and fucking he like uh, i reached out that i told him i wanted to get tattooed and then a couple months later he reached out and he's like why don't i just tattoo you at your shop and do a guest spot and i was like that's brilliant i love this oh how, how like, perfect is that right so like now i have a new friend and a, and, a, and a new artist that i can respect and fucking kick around ideas with and he's really growth-minded and um you know it's a beautiful journey together with him uh to do this so yeah man my, my tattoo journey is nutty uh it's really nutty it's i got my first tattoo when i was 14 and i'm 41 so love it i've been i'm a, I've been, I'm a big fan of digging through that because we all started for different reasons we all got things that we thought we liked um the just watching the availability of what can be done with tattoos over the past yeah. 10 years and when you started 15 20 years ago like i've had a lot of american traditional stuff so like now watching all this hyper realism and stuff that wasn't even an option 20 years ago being yeah. like <laughs> well, I remember when hyperrealism came out, and I used to think that it just meant color outline. Now I realize, you know? so like a lot of the initial color color realism fell apart, you know. Yeah, and now, it did. And now it's like, okay, tattooers like myself that only design tattoos that last. And if I do a tattoo that doesn't last, it's because you specifically asked for that. Right, right. We've learned how to make hyperrealism an actual Sick. solid tattoo. Because we Let's take just like, from traditional and all the other things and mash them in that and more black. And, you know, like, and more black. Isn't that contrast. always the answer? Let me just... Uh, yeah. um, that's that's just like, we, we, we've talked about the watercolor fad. We've talked about the uh, black and gray, early black and gray. That's early black and blob, as I like to call it. Um, right. So like, there's a lot of stuff that that 10 years ago i'd have been like yeah that looks good now but yeah. uh, i'm cool you do you do you i'm gonna stick with this boldness and you know what the thing is that's always going to be a part of it because like the, the popular stuff right now is micro and no outlined at all uh or right. color outlined or like lots of white and yellow packed in packed you know? just like, packed and packed and packed if you're if you're olive skinned like me, white and yellow aren't sticking without contrast yep. around them, bro. Right. So like, be careful what you do. Um, you got to stop it from migrating as well, right. which a lot of people and, don't and, understand. Unless unless you don't care, unless you just want it now, and you know that your body is dying. If you want art that's going to stay perfect forever, <laughs> you know, you want art that's going to stay perfect forever. Have me put it on a canvas or a piece of paper and hang it on your wall where no sunlight's yeah. going to hit. Yeah, but if you want it to actually like be it on your dying organism that is your body then guess what dog you might want to go back into that shit every 10 or 15 years to Give like a little brush up because dude if you get a candy paint job on your fucking 64 impala and you don't park it in the garage and not fucking polish it all the time you're going to need a new candy paint job in five or ten years and that's on you and that's on and you that's on you because you could have kept it polished year. right you know right and, but the thing is even worse you can't keep your body the way that you can keep a car right bro i'm a backpacker and i'll be outside in like you know middle of july with long sleeves and long pants <laughs> on and a hood up walking by people in like tank tops and shit they're just looking at me like what are you doing i'm like expensive skin buddy it's right skin what's, cool just, is he gonna go shoot up? what's up with that guy like <laughs> did you see him he had on 
pants. It's it's 105. <laughs> Little yeah, do they know they are the latest and greatest technology of moisture wicking, air cooling, air conditioned, pre-packed <laughs> fucking $9,000 hiking pants to keep my right. balls dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we got we got frozen face. We've had zero glitch this whole time and right at the end. Refresh him, Kyle. Refresh him. Oh, I can't do anything about that. It's out of my control. Oh, no. Very true. That makes me sad. I don't want to end like that. I'm back to well, us, Robbie. You guys could take a few moments and, like, him haul and sing a few songs and see if he comes back. Or you could just wrap up and we could throw Robbie's credentials and stuff out for him. I will beatbox for 48 seconds. Yeah, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, and maybe he'll reconnect. You're doing a great job, Ben. And he's back. Beatboxing always works. Just in time. I was like, I don't want to end our conversation like this. We're going to pause and wait a minute. Oh, we have gotten back. to the wrap-up time, though, Robbie. This has been the most wonderful conversation to listen to. Um, I thought we were going to talk so much more about, like, you know, client relations and, like, being the safe space for our clients and, like, the way we can help and share ourselves with them. And, like, I really thought that was the rabbit hole we were going to go down. So, Ben, oh, I-, I promise this was not a setup, but it has Don't been wonderful journey of a conversation to listen to um you and i have personally and privately talked about so many of those things um and it was really cool for you to be brave enough to just share so openly the way that you did without any hesitation i was shocked at your vulnerability and that was pretty beautiful i've been proud of you the whole time as well opening up i know it's not easy for you but yeah yeah um I'm really sad that we lost Robbie. Wow. Yeah. But so please, everyone, check out Robbie Rapol. Check out his artwork um, right here on Reinventing the Tattoo as well. Every Monday night, let's talk about feelings with Robbie Rapol. Um, I already told him that he has to come back. He definitely will be so back. We can, we can go down all the Fawn's pre-planned bunny holes when she's here to prompt them. Well, I, odds are it probably won't go to plan even if if, uh, i won't cry so much the next time okay i promise it's okay you guys have had me a little bit leaky too so like i said i've been following along the whole time so all right well Well, you want it's been an adventure i wasn't ready for yeah it's a good place to wrap it up great thanks awesome wind us down kyle say the words Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Yes. Robbie, extra stress will love you, man. This was uh, this was some shit I wasn't ready for. We need to link up. Um, we'll figure out how to do that. Talk to you soon, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks, All everybody. Right. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. Ah, real quick, Robbie. We just signed off. Up, so <laughs> say goodbye to the people. Say your goodbyes okay. and tell us where we can find you. Um, so you can find me on all social media pro- platforms, Robbie Rapol, R-O-B-B-I-E, R-I-P-O-L-L. Um, you can find me on YouTube and other, and the other social media. So the rad movement is also on YouTube. 
Uh, and it's also on social media platforms. So the underscore rad underscore movement on Instagram and um, the rad movement on Facebook. Uh, I moderate my personal stuff a lot more closely. Uh, and I'm kind of like merging them together in a way, but like trying to produce content on all of it. Uh, I'm still doing this all on my own. Uh, so if anyone's interested in coaching um, and, uh, you know, growing together, reach out to me on my social media platforms, shoot me a DM and um, we can grow from there. I know I have the radmovement.com. I haven't done anything with that in a while. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, I got to I gotta get in there and do the things. But yeah, my social media is the best way to find me. Um, and I, like I said, I'm still moderating all of that myself. Uh, and that's a job in and of itself. But uh, yeah, I um, I try to respond to everyone uh, as quickly as possible. And uh, I'm always here to help and give love and all that good stuff. So yeah. Well, yeah. extra special love you for me, man. Like this is uh, this was a ride I wasn't ready for. Um, I, I figured we'd we'd get a little deep, but I wasn't I wasn't ready for a night of back to back to back to back to back to back. Um, I appreciate you and I love you. Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm so excited that you guys uh, wanted me to be a part of this, and uh, I'm excited to have some more communication in the future. Always back soon, my friend. We're definitely going to set this up again. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Have a great night. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Thanks, brother. I'm so glad you got back on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Be I couldn't safe. not say goodbye, you know. <laughs> right. That's what I was.